Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
Uh, what? No, oh. not what. Why? Really, it's almost like he's choosing to have these challenges. Sure, he could easily call anyone. He could call Rody. He could call Rody. He could call. Okay, send a he, send a jet. He could call Happy. Him. Yeah, he could. Yeah, it's there's it's literally easy. no reason for this, and this is, I think. So, I'm, I'm okay with the Mandarin pi- piece. <laughs> piss. Oh no. Yeah, I'm okay with the Mandarin. You know, this time through, I get it. But what I think the biggest flaw in this movie is there's no reason for this middle section to go this way. He breaks into a barn. Harley comes in, this little kid. He's got a potato gun. He's like, oh, the length of the barrel and the amount of PSI you're using, there's not going to be much force. He blows out a light. <laughs> Fair shot. Yeah. Um, and uh, Harley's like, who are you? Now, I'm sorry, but maybe this would work for Captain America. Maybe this would work for... Uh, anyone else, but Tony Stark and and Iron Man are as famous as each other are. And, I mean, and for this kid who's clearly a tech head, he ha- he it, should know. Hasselmark Mark forty two, what's it? Because it's charging. Where's it at? He's like forty eight percent or something. Well, he says it's not charging. It's not. Oh yeah, it's still not working. Slams on the brakes, pulls over, having an anxiety attack. Harley just wills away the. Uh, the anxiety attack that Tony's having, I call the biggest pile of bullshit. It is a little bit hand wavy. Well, it's not even. It's not even hand wavy. It's kind of insulting to people who suffer from anxiety attacks. For someone, it's like, hey, maybe you should just stop doing that right now. Oh, so okay. Why don't you, so you call yourself the mechanic, right? Yeah. Why don't you just build something? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't think we see healed Tony until Endgame. How did he pay for everything if he's dead? Well, again and again, look. If you're gonna, if he has his resources, then he has his resources. Why right? was he using a payphone? Yeah. Again, you can't pull the threads. They make. No and sense. also, uh, how much did Home Depot pay to make them the place that he goes? Sneaks all the way into the compound, discovers the Mandarin in the bathroom. It's. Trevor. I would not go in there for about twenty minutes if I were oh, you. Fucking Trevor. And <laughs> as much I think as so. I don't like. No, listen. There's no way to unravel this. I fucking love Trevor. Mm-hmm. He's fucking hilarious. So, I, he's, oh, goal! Ole, 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 ole! Yeah, fucking. I mean, so this whole scene is just wonderful, wonderful chaos. Um, now Tony sends Rhodey after Trevor. Mm-hmm. He joins him very quickly, and Trevor, of course, Trevor is giving up. What do you want to know? Here's what I know. Here's everything. Mm-hmm. He's got it all. Tony saves the day, goes to fly away, gets hit by a semi, and we discover Tony never put himself in danger? It was fucking, it's fucking brilliant. And again, I don't find it brilliant. What? I don't. Of course, no. That's, that is the, that is the absolute culmination of where he's going. Like, I don't need to be in, in that. At some point, uh, Killian loses his shirt and has, uh, did you recognize the dragon tattoos? Uh, they look like, my, not they are no, they are one hundred percent Fing Fang Fang. Uh, Killian ad- admits, Proclaims. "You want the Mandarin? Here I am. I am the Mandarin." <laughs> a girder smashed in the side of his head, uh, and then hits awesome. him again. Hits him a third time. It's Pepper. Uh, she is in full control of the extremis. Pepper says what we're all thinking. Oh my god. That was really violent. Tony realizes he doesn't need the suits. 
He is Iron Man no matter what. He gets Pepper the help she needs. He also gets all of the shrapnel taken out, so he no longer has an arc reactor in his chest. Yep. That Again, I feel like this is The Last Jedi because it's like taking away all the stuff we know about this character. Yep. Uh, end of the movie, he it takes Happy the, wakes uh, up. Yeah, Happy wakes up. He takes the original arc reactor, throws in the ocean, and, and we, we watched, watched Thor. Thor. The Dark World. And we watched Captain America. The Winter Soldier. Oh, that was a pretty good one. That was a good radio drama voice. Much like Arrested Development, which had no problem setting up a joke and then delivering the punchline, you know, episodes or seasons later. Holy cow. The payoff at the end of this film is the traditional resolution of setting up that line. That's a traditional. (laughs) What's great about this is that, like, I left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. By the last time, he's like, Don't say it. Don't say it. left. Come on! This scene also really, I mean, this is the first scene with uh, Natasha and Steve together, but this really cements the um, work husband and wife. During all this, Steve is constantly calling to Natasha. Cap knocks so, Batrock through a door. Yeah, and <laughs> I love Natasha's. Oh, this is awkward. So they start bickering, uh, get distracted. Batrock has a grenade. a grenade on him? Yeah. Okay. Batrock gets away. Steve is kind of pissed, right? Natasha's quick to point out that... You're saving S.H.I.E.L.D. intel. Whatever I can get my hands on. Our mission is to rescue hostages. No, that's your mission. And you've done it beautifully. You just jeopardized this whole operation. I think that's overstating things. The SUV still can't fly, but it can drive, and Fury goes. So now we get a chase sequence, which is pretty fucking amazing. Suddenly he turns on a road, and there's a uh, masked figure. He looks like a good guy. He's there to help him. The fact that he's wearing black goggles and a black half face Mm -hmm. mask, that's probably just practical, right? Like, I'm sure it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean... He throws a magnetic hockey puck, for lack of a better thing, and uh, that magnetic hockey puck is also uh, explosives. Steve comes home. He uh, is unaware that any of this has happened and sees his nurse neighbor. Steve's gotten better at talking to women than he did in 1943. Um, And she says, oh, by the way, I think you left your stereo on. And Steve goes, oh, okay. He walks into his apartment, picks up the shield, walks into his sitting room. And who's sitting there but Nicholas Fury. Very smart. Fury does a thing where he knows that Cap's apartment is bugged, so he's texting the real answers on his uh, cell phone to yep. him, but not sending it to him, just texting it as like a draft and showing, showing him. Showing his text, yeah. Cap's like, oh, we gotta get out of here, and, and Fury's like, I can't go anywhere. Boom! Suddenly he is shot through the wall for all intents and purposes. Uh, R.I.P. Nick Fury, it seems like, yeah. at that moment. Go watch the elevator fight on YouTube. Just type in Captain America Winter Soldier elevator fight and enjoy the next three minutes place where we, well, where Captain America was born. Camp Lehigh. This army camp has been basically shut down, abandoned. It's a ghost town. Cap picks up on something. This munitions bunker is smack dab in the middle of all these other buildings, and that just does not happen. That's not a munitions bunker. It's something. It's hiding something else. So Sitwell um, and, and um, Senator, Stern. Senator Stern have been having lunch, and they go in for a hug, and as they hug, Stern whispers in Sitwell's ear, Hail Hydra. 
The knife fight's amazing. He does the the flip and unmasks the Winter Soldier. You know, we get the reveal. It's the the long hair of Bucky we see on shore. Bucky has dragged the unconscious Steve up out of the water. He leaves him on the bank of the river and walks away as Steve's unconscious. You see Fury put down the eye patch. He puts on some sunglasses. As he's walking away, lights it all on fire. Natasha leaves, but not before giving a file folder. She Mm -hmm. called in a favor from Kiev. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's the Winter Soldier file. It cuts to these two little uh, like cells, and in them is one person who just can't seem to stop running into the corners very, very fast, and a woman who's mm-hmm. doing these weird things with her fingers. There are all these blocks that she's levitating, and at the end of the scene, she flips her hands together, crushes all the blocks. If you go all the way to the end, instead of Steve in civilian clothes at the Smithsonian, it is Bucky just trying to figure out who he is and where he came from. Staring at the the memorial that they have for Bucky there, and you see a glimmer of remembrance. And now, the continuation. Todd, here we are once again at a uh, mid-level Avengers movie. Uh, Agree to disagree. Well... That's what we're going to do for the next hour and a half or so. You're on. <laughs> oh, hello. Hello. And welcome to the Superpod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 83. <laughs> I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And, and we, we watched Avengers, Avengers Age of, of Ultron. Ultron. So much easier oh, being in person. Yes, I really love it. I can this. look right at you and there's no delay. There's no delay. Oh, You're wonderful. right there. We are, uh, as they say over on uh, The Great Generation, are looking at each other during. Oh, oh, oh now I feel unclean. <laughs> They're dirty I'm going to go there. wash my hands. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, Casey. Why your hands? Where were your hands? Oh, oh ask. no. Those weren't pillows? Uh, <laughs> so this is exciting. This is this our is exciting. second episode back live after we we just did a little kind of back of the envelope math here before we started. <laughs> it's like a season and a half that we were Our remote. first remote episode was Condor Man. Jeez, I don't have the rest of the lyrics. No, 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 it's fine. That's no, all we need. That's all we need. Just no, no, no literally all I have is Condor Man. Yep, we know. Okay, I'm done. Oh, but uh, we're not here to talk about Condor Man. No, tonight. we're here to talk about a much, much better movie. Sure, it is a better movie. It's not a great movie, <laughs> much, but it's much, much, much better movie. Uh, I've got many thoughts about the human garbage pile that is Joss Whedon. Or well, well, listen, then let's get into it. Uh, I'll discuss my theory later, but definitely sabotage Justice League. I don't disagree with you, and I, I was actually thinking about this today because I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> I am okay with the fact that clearly the evidence points to him being a not good person, but I'm not ready to divorce myself from his creative material. Sure. Nothing new. I'm not going to go seek out anything new he makes. Uh, uh, that's that's always sure. been my stance. That's your, that's your stance. Yeah. I mean, I still enjoy some of his older work, but nah, okay. not this. Not this. Uh, but before we do any of that. That's right. Since we are 
Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? Casey, you got the beer today, which I appreciate. Thank you. I sure did. And uh, we also both completely forgot that uh, Chris and Joel are up in the Adirondacks enjoying... Oh, and Barley are up up there enjoying a wonderful time. Hey, guys. And branching out his clothes. (laughs) Sorry. I had to go to a local grocery store uh, to unlock the name, give us money. Yeah. That's right. So, And uh, I had a bunch of choices. The local grocery store that we have here, their beer selection, they're really stepping up their game, mm-hmm. I think because of places like Branching Out. Yeah. A little context clue. I used to work for this <laughs> grocery store. That's right. And I worked there when Costco was coming in. And they were like, hey, these are the things we need to change. I'm sure they knew Branching Out was coming in and... Uh, up their game. Still not as good as branching out, but worked in a pinch. That's right. So I have no idea what we're drinking this evening. <laughs> I tried to go for new characters in the movie. Okay. So yep. there was one that had like a, a hex spell type theme to it. I was like, ooh, because sure. our girl Scarlet Witch shows up for the first time. And I tried to go for like family fight because this is kind of like the precursor to Civil War. Yep. Uh, but then I had to go with... Our title character. So I can't see the title, but the the art on the cans. And this brewery is one of those ones that has beautiful can art. 110%. We are drinking Kings County Brewers Collective out of Brooklyn, New York. We are drinking their Fruit Bot 8000. (laughs) I'm going to let you look at that beautiful can. Oh, my God. See if you recognize the the robot on the end. Oh, yeah. That's uh, the Star Wars from Java's Palace. From yeah. Java's Palace. That's awesome. This artwork is really amazing. Now, this is a ghost-style ale Ooh. with blueberry, pomegranate, watermelon, lime, and a dash of sea salt. Ooh, right. I think this is a good end. Uh, when we're recording, we're about uh, 12 days away from the last day of summer. So yeah. this is our last hurrah for a summer beer. As I tweeted out last year, I know it's becoming fall because I stopped mixing my vodka with lemonade. I start mixing it with cranberry juice. <laughs> okay. Oh, I just got a little sneak peek of that. That's got a, it's got a sour. Uh, Goes are a sour beer, if I remember correctly. They're a sour beer. Yeah, okay. All right, this is a. Uh, Let's start with the color. Holy cow, it's dark. It's like that, uh, uh, maybe the cider we did. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, holy cow! This is five point two alcohol va- volume. All right. And I will just use the description that is on the Untapped app. My th- thumb is wet, so my fingerprint thing won't work. Okay. Okay. Let's just do it the fun way. This has a rich magenta haze, so like a Scarlet Witch feel that okay. happens to come sure. into this yeah, yeah. completely by accident. Perfect. Crushed blueberries, tangy pomegranate, watermelon, sour patch, kids. Oh, it's wa- that's where we get the sour. Nice. Spritz of sea salt on the finish. Utterly fruity. Effervescently delicious. On Untapped, this has a rating of 4.02. Okay. All right. Well, cheers, Cheers, buddy. my friend. Not over the equipment because yeah. our equipment got a lot smaller. A lot smaller. That is... Yep. Ooh. It's a that is a tart sour. Yeah. Ooh. It's just like when we had the beer from Wonder Woman and I made the exact same noises. <laughs> this is a style of beer I like for a beer. And yeah. this is delicious, but I'm not having a second one. No, but no, no. that is no, no this dig is on a, this beer. This is a one time one only. Yeah. And so we don't want to get drunk and talk about movies. No, no, we've done that before. Hmm. <laughs> Casey, fine selection here this evening. Thank you. Fruitbot 8000. 
two thumbs up. And I bet you, you know where you could find it? At Branching out in Camillus, New York at Township 5 for all your beer needs. You won't find a finer beer selection anywhere around. 110%. That was pleasant. But uh, now on to some serious business. Yeah. Jesus. So uh, this movie, Avengers of Age of Ultron, is towards the tail end of phase two of the MCU. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need to talk about the MCU at all. Do you want to you want to talk about Whedon now? Because this is an appropriate place to do it. <sighs> okay. Joss Whedon is a human garbage pile because of how he treats women, uh, threatening to ruin Gal Gadot's career because he, she didn't want to do a shot where a male character falls onto her breast. Oh, weird. That happens in this fucking movie. I noticed that. Mm. He made terrible comments about Charisma Carpenter. He is just an all-around not great person. I think the perfect quote was from Sarah Michelle Gellar, and I can't remember the whole quote. It was something about being forever grateful for her fame thanks to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but wants no association with Joss Whedon. Wow, that is that Some is damning, strong. damning yeah, evidence right cow. there. Holy cow. You know what's fascinating to me about this whole fall from grace is, you know, for many, many years he was lauded as the male writer director who really knows how to write Absolutely. Arts for women. And, it's so you know, crazy that that went away so quickly that we're like, did he have a ghostwriter? Yeah, it's bizarre. I, I it's I, I don't know what it is. It's it's disappointing because I, I am a fan of his creative work. Um, not counting Justice League because that is a steamy pile of garbage. But the rest of his stuff, like, um, not a huge fan of. Uh, was it Dollhouse? No, D- yeah, uh, with uh, J- Doll- Elijah Dushku. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I watched a couple episodes. Me. But yeah. I mean, Buffy, Firefly, Doctor sure. Horrible, his work in the MCU. Go back. We we pre knowing who what sure. a terrible human being he was. We raved, raved. about. Yeah. 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 Dr. Horrible. Uh, and it's good. It's still good. I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Just have to realize the guy who wrote and directed it, it's a piece of shit. Yeah. I, I actually did a little Googling today just to see, like, wh- where is he? What What is he up to? And saw an article from back in April of this year that pretty much suggested that he has been blacklisted. Good. I'm, yeah, that's, that's good. Not, I wonder but if there's also, a comeback So there's two, two ways people handle this kind of sexual... There's no other way around it. Sexual uh, abuse. It's not assault, but the way he talked to Gal Gadot, Mm -hmm. forcing her to do something that was a sexual thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, you know, sex on on screen, but it's sexualizing her body. Um, uh, They either go one of two ways. They go to the Joss Whedon route where they just completely hermit themselves. Right. Or they become, you know, fucking walking free for no reason, Bill Cosby, and just uh, anyone with a microphone he'll talk to. Yeah, that one's, yeah, that's bizarre. And and I I say, Bill, come on, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you what a piece of shit you are. (laughs) (laughs) But all that aside, my theory on sabotaging Justice League. Yes, please. How unsaturated is this movie? It's borderline a Zack Snyder movie. You barely okay. can. It, some scenes, cap suit looks black uh, when they're in, little... when they're inside. When oh, they're when okay. they're in the farmhouse, sure. I'm like, oh, this is very dark. I don't, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, okay. And yet, it's like someone just took the saturation knob on Justice League and went all the way up. So that's an awfully fine point, in my opinion. Like, but okay, 
it's your perspective. I hear you. I it's hear just, you. I mean, there's other stuff that I covered sure, when sure. we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, yeah. Is, an, this is evidence X. This is a, a great kind of uh, recent contrast because we we did just watch the Snyder Cut a couple Zack Snyder's ago. Justice League. The, sorry. the official title. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> ZJ, G, Z. ZSJL. That is just not. ZSJL? ZSJL. It just came out on 4K. Guess what I'm going to buy? ZSJL 4K? <laughs> Will ZSJL be UHD? Yes. <laughs> ZSJL 4K UHD DS DTS. 5.1. Yeah. 5.1 DTS. Oh, boy. Okay. Move it along, guys. Whedon gets both the writing and directing credit for this. I think kind of pretty famously. You know, during the process, you know, all we, if you're watching news of the MCU, it was all they were talking about. You know, he's writing and yeah, directing. They're, they're, at this point, they're like, oh, he's going to create the Whedon verse. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of fans wanted him to take over sure. everything. Everything! Garbage human being he may be, <laughs> you know, again, I still point to the first Avengers movie as a high watermark, the ability to. Bring all those characters together in a way that is interesting for all the characters. I mean, that that's an impressive feat. I mean, sure. they were also set up in other movies. But um, I, I got to be honest with you. I, and I was so, every once in a while, like my position on Iron Man 3 softened on our rewatch. Mm-hmm. You've had, uh, what, what did we watch just recently that you you felt it actually held up better on the rewatch or some maybe towards well, the end of last season. No, well, um, the Wonder Woman, I got a lot softer with the uh, Aries stuff. God, oh, that's think, that's uh, what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I gotta be honest with you. This movie rocks. I am stunned that you that you <laughs> your you did not that your heart was still hardened. Stone a black pit of uh, anger and despair. I can't believe it. Well, in the words of the late great. Robin Williams in The Birdcage, but let me tell you why. <laughs> okay. Which I will once okay, we get there. You will. Okay, so from a production standpoint, obviously uh, the first Avengers movie, amazing success, pretty much right. It may not have even been released yet, and they'd announced that he was going to be writing and directing the sequel. Oh, I think oh. we heard through the grapevine during the other Phase 2 movies that he was frequently consulted Sure, to set up to ensure to, that, to, that yeah, the he, pieces were moving. Except one thing, uh, with the movie that you said you just softened on. Mm-hmm. So Iron, Iron Man, Man stops three. being Iron Man in Iron Man Three, blows up all his suits. Beginning of this movie, he's just Iron Man again. Well, that's just lazy writing. There could have been a scene before the castle raid of them being like, Tony, we we've got the thing, or like it could have been an end credit scene in the last movie. Something where the reason he comes back is the scepter. It's never mentioned. It's just like, um, hey, I'm now Iron Man again. Like, I remember the first time we saw this, sitting there in the theater going, mm-hmm. so we're just going to ignore Iron Man 3 now? I mean, it, we just watched it less than a year ago. So uh, so my take on Iron Man 3 is not that he gives up being Iron Man, that he that he regains balance in his life. That's that's my take. He on literally blows up all the suits and tells Pepper he's not going to do it anymore. He blows up all the suits, which was the height of his obsession. See, I think I think he's regained his life. That's that's my take on the end of Iron Man three. So I'm okay with where we're at here because he's purely focused on this bigger mission, which is protecting the world. Oh boy, and his new obsession. 
It's no, well, okay. Well, uh, tr- well, I mean, well, triggered by a, a great, uh, you know, showing of his darkest fear. Yeah. So which we'll get to, we'll get to. Okay. But let's, uh, stepping back to production stuff. Um, this movie comes out in April of 2015. I'm just going to run down the money and then we can yeah, do I've got, I, Yeah, I've got a couple here. Yeah. All right. So in terms of money, obviously this movie had whatever it needed. A budget of $250 million. Worldwide box office $1.4 billion. Boof. Which makes it the, which is ironically only the fourth highest grossing film of 2015, but it is the fifth highest grossing film of all time. Uh, let's see. What would have beaten it? In 2015, you want to guess? There's got to be a Fast and the oh. Furious movie on there. Uh, Furious 7. Thank you. How, which did $113 million more. Hmm? Uh, so this is the number four spot what, for where, 2015. Where is Furious? Furious is number three. Okay. Is there any other Marvel movies that came out that year? Uh not in that oh, list. Oh, wait. 2015, uh, Star Wars Force Awakens. That's number one. Boom. Uh, number two. Ooh. Uh, not a Star Wars and not an MCU. Oh, but Into a Darkness? Star Lo- but a Star Lord. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. No, no, no. Jurassic World. St- oh, wow. MCU. Jurassic World was 2015? Yeah, and it was the no- it was the second highest grossing. So Star Wars The Force wow. Awakens, $2.07 billion. Jurassic World, $1.67 billion. Wow. Furious 7, $1.51 billion. And then Avengers, $1.4 billion. Good Christ. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of money. A uh, billion here, a billion there, and all of a sudden you're talking about real money. So, um, <laughs> obviously, uh, another smash success. What do you got in terms of the cast? <sighs> okay. So, first off, Joss Whedon spent a year trying to get Aaron Taylor Johnson to be in this movie. Okay. Why? Any cocky son of a bitch actor could have played this role. There was nothing in this where I, and don't get me wrong. Yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson is a fantastic actor. If you have not seen Outlaw King, see Outlaw King and you will be terrified by him with Chris Pine about Robert the Bruce. Yeah. It's on Wait, Netflix. Did I watch that? Oh, maybe I didn't. Maybe I started to watch oh, that. Oh, Todd, watch it. He, okay. Cause first, you're not going to recognize him. Then okay. when you do, you're going to go, is that alien? And then you're going to be absolutely terrified okay all right he's wonderful you he's know, very I, think I, I think i started to watch it and i realized like 10 minutes in, i was like well you know aubrey and i've been to scotland twice mm-hmm. my favorite place on the planet yeah i was like oh we should watch this i should watch this with aubrey i think i stopped it and i could not convince her to sit down and i never I have three words it. for aubrey chris pine's penis casey <laughs> i i knew you were going there and <laughs> yeah i get it yep that makes sense so boof I'm going to start with the two extra quotes that are kind of shitting on Joss Whedon a little more. Human okay. garbage pile that is Joss Whedon. <laughs> really leaning in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, human garbage pile that is Joss Whedon cast Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch because he thought their powers would be cool to use in a film. Their powers are very visually interesting. One of the problems I had with the first one is everybody's basically has punchy powers. Quicksilver's got super speed. Scarlet Witch can weave spells. And a little telekinesis, get inside your head. Uh, telekinesis is not getting inside someone's head. It's moving stuff with your mind. I, I think he's describing. Three different things. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good stuff that they can do that will help keep it fresh. So is the implication that he's like shitting on comics or he shall? Because that clearly doesn't hold up. I mean, he wrote X-Men for a while, right? <laughs> well, I should say that. <clears throat> <laughs> 
Okay. Joss Whedon claims that juggling all the characters in the film was a, quote, nightmare. They're very desperate characters. The joy of the Avengers is that they don't belong in the same room. It's not like the X-Men, who are all tortured by the same thing. Well, that's a little simplification of the X-Men, well, but okay. I, well, Hard disagree with that. And have similar costumes. Listen here, motherfucker. You watch yourself. <laughs> Go back to Jim Lee era. They did not have all the same costume. They just had belt pouches. <sighs> no, that's Oh, that's Rob, Rob Liefeld. Liefeld. These guys are just all over the place, and it's so tough. He was exhausted working on, on this film that he decided not to direct Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Uh, cue the gif of Donald Glover going, good. <laughs> Okay. Ouch. All right. <laughs> Lastly, two people uh, were. Wait, I just want to. I want to point out that this is your almost cast, and it's and more of it was spent shitting on Joss Whedon because there's only two almost casts. Okay. That's why. Yeah. All right. I'm like, ooh, these are cool little quotes too that I'll pull. <laughs> Oof. Lindsay Lohan auditioned for Wanda Maximoff. Oh, thank God. First, no. Second, I can't see anyone playing it except Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, hundred percent. She's so even in this movie, I'm like, oh, you know what you're doing. You've got it. You're yeah. really good. And uh, Sasha Pytiercy uh, considered. I I looked her up. I didn't really see anything. I thought there might have been one Joss thing in there, but that's all I had. I was like, oh, there's going to be stuff for Quicksilver. But I was like, well, and I knew that Joss wrote Ultron with Spader in mind. Yes. Okay. So, well, let's hold it for the movie because I can't wait to talk about Robert California. Because he mm. works as a robot. Okay. All right. So finally, then, IMDb score. Do you remember from the other day when we talked about it? Oh, it's in the sevens? Yeah, 7.3. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see how we do at the end there. <laughs> uh, I think with that, though, we should roll the film. All right. Listen, there's, you know. <laughs> you go right ahead. You can't even say it's Whedon's thing because... The Russos continued it with Infinity War. The Avengers movies opened directly into action, right? So in the first Avengers movie, Fury is with Hill in the helicopter sure, and going the, to and the, the Tesseract. Base. Yeah. Yep, the Tesseract. And this is even more exciting. So it starts, we get one glimpse of the scepter, um, and then we're right into the assault on the Hydra stronghold. And we're getting a little bit of like storytelling catching us up on history as it's going in a sequence that is just pure fun. Pure fun, but some of the CGI, ooh, not, not so great. Thor in particular, when he's throwing those guys, I'm like, well, he's not really throwing anybody. It didn't hold up when we saw it in 2015. Definitely does not hold up under 4K. I was like, ooh. But you know what I did like? What? The splash page, which in other watches, I was like, this is kind of corny. It was fun this time. I was like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. You know, that's literally... It's a, a comic book. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. Good yep. for you to do that. I'm sure this will not surprise you or any of our friends that, of course, I am fine with the CGI. It holds up for me, doesn't take me out of it. I'll let Chuck handle it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I would say, regardless of how you feel about Whedon, he always, maybe to the detriment in Justice League, but mm. he's always bringing those moments of lightness and humor you know, to, to give you di emotional dynamics. So we get the, the beginning of a long running joke Shit! and caps language. <laughs> I do want to say though, it, is this the first comic book movie that we've watched? that starts with a swear word. Like there's the, 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 this is not the drill. 
the voiceover stuff. Sure. The first actually spoken word in the movie is shit. And I, I just kind of think that's funny. Uh, was that the first? Yeah, I think it is. Mm, okay. It's certainly among the first dialogue. If it's if it's not first, it's 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 early. We get some really nice misdirection. Baron Strucker, a long-running mm. character in the comics. Yeah. You know, he's giving the rallying cry. The Americans sent their circus freaks to test us. We will send them back in bags. No surrender! No surrender! Then turns to his lieutenant. I'm going to surrender. But at this point, I'm like, oh, he's going to be, he's surrendering to like, you know, he's got fight another day. Sure, sure, sure. I'm actually mad that they wasted Baron Strucker like this. Full disclosure, I, I get it, and that's fair. They did, they did waste him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good with that. Especially the, the actor. Um, shit. Yeah, I remember when he was cast, we were excited about yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, ooh, he's going to be so, he's so wasted. Yeah, he is. Uh, Strucker is uh, Thomas Kreshman. Yeah, he's from something. What is, is he like a True Blood actor? No. No, he's East German. He was in Blade Two, King Kong, Resident Evil, Wanted. King Kong. He was Cross in Wanted. Yes. He's got 142 actor credits. Yeah, he's great. And I, I remember being very excited about his casting. And yeah, you're spot on. They, they, they throw him away. I mean, the story doesn't suffer. No. He's Baron Strucker. He's appropriate. He's a Hydra high commander. And, you know, he doesn't do much in this movie. Yeah, I wish he'd just gone to jail and then... Because on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they use his son, who I guess is the character in the comic, too. Probably. Who takes over as Baron Strucker. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's much better if it had been mm-hmm. dude from the movie. Yeah. Loki's scepter must be here. Strucker couldn't mount this defense without it. At long last. At long last is lasting a little long, boys. They're taking fire. They can't get into the castle keep because yep. uh, there's a shield over it. Tony's trying to figure it out. I'm closing in. Jarvis, am I closing in? Jarvis is like, there's a possible way above the North Tower. Great. I want to poke it with something. We get the Iron Legion, which is awesome. So it's obviously mainly Jarvis's voice there. This quadrant is unsafe. Please back away. We wish to avoid collateral damage and will inform you when this current conflict is resolved. We are here to help. I heard a little bit of James Spader in there. I thought it was a little bit of foreshadowing. Ooh, uh, that wouldn't make any sense. I feel like because Ultron hasn't been built yet. Yes, agree. Except it's, I just think it's setting up not like there's a there's a plot thread back to it. I just almost feel like they're giving us a hint at mm, what's going to come. Or it could be Robert Downey. They have similar. Okay. It could be Robert, and then that because Ultron is Tony and Tony and Jarvis and Bruce. Oh, and Bruce, right? Yeah. Not Jarvis, not Jarvis. Not Jarvis. No, just Tony and Bruce. That's right. My next note is, man, Whedon loves his random blonde girls with no names, just screaming and running around. The server in... Of the first Avengers. In the first Avengers. Yep. And then in this one, it's the, the woman who then becomes the woman at the end whose son is almost killed. Yep. It's like, who, who is this woman? She's had a hard life, or at least had a hard month. And this is the point where I, I wrote, the events of Iron Man 3... Didn't happen. <laughs> this is the last Jedi to Rise of Skywalker bullshit. We're just going to ignore the the previous movie. So I understand your position if that's how you view the end of Iron Man three. So that makes sense. I don't view it that way, but I I understand why you do. Oh well, let the army. That's totally fair. A couple of nice things we start to set up here. I really like, and this almost reminds me of in D anD D 
Oh. Uh, the first Avengers movie is like when you're first level characters, right? I understand. And you're not doing, oh yeah, you're not doing like really cool stuff. You don't have fireball. You can't smite, your paladin can't smite the the uh, demon that swoops down, right? Behead them and, you know, dance in their intros. Um, oh, that got dark. Uh, That's D&D. So that, but first level is where you're, you know, you're starting to shape your character and there's, uh-huh. you, know, you need to come together as a group. There's a lot of fun as you get to higher levels and you get more abilities. <laughs> the first Avengers movie does a phenomenal job of forging the, those individuals into a team. What we get to see now is, okay, they've been working together. We start to see the way they fight as a team. Yeah. So Cap and Thor, oh, it's my like favorite. lining up for the the shockwave. Well, they're excited. I love Cap and Thor's dynamic in battle. Yes, it's almost like a dad joke off. Who can say the the sure. craziest That's, shit? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And like in this later when Thor's like late to come to the bridge or bringing the person up on the yes. bridge. Yep. Yeah. Well, were you napping? Yeah, it's great. I mean, this is clearly, they're not a new team. They are a team that kind of knows each other and trusts each other, which makes the rift, you know, middle of the movie, I think all the more impactful. I really also like building on what we saw with the progression of Tony's technology in the third Iron Man movie. Uh-huh. Tony gets inside the stronghold, um, he's found like what looks to be the lab. <laughs> he steps out of the suit, sentry mode, and then he's just walking. Right? I like, love. He's, please be a secret door. Please be a secret door. Please be a secret door. Opens it. Yay! <laughs> so things have calmed down. We're locked down out here. I think it's a banner. Time for a lullaby. Now, uh, how the fuck did they figure this out? Uh, so, I think, I think they've been doing some quasi hypnosis. Some well, yeah, she does very specifically. She runs her hand up the palm of Hulk and then taps the middle finger. Sure, yeah. but this reinforces the the deep relationship that Nat and Bruce have developed. Right? I feel like it's kind of shoehorned into this movie. Oh, no, both this no. and their relationship. No, not at oh, all. I'm going to spend some time on oh, shit on God. their relationship. I, I mean. I love that they have this clear connection and affection, love for each other, but circumstances will not let them be together. Mm. And I think it's so sweet. I So in my headcanon, Nat and Bruce have spent a lot of time together. Bruce already very focused on controlling his rage. Yeah. I think, you know, meditation, you know, biofeedback techniques. I think they introduced some soothing meditation type exercises with Natalie because you're right. I mean, listen, Scarlett Johansson says to me, Hey, big guy, sun's getting real low. I'm I'm just going to like, good night. Yeah. (laughs) Her voice is very soothing. But you're right though. The way she taps his hand and moves, it's very clearly deliberate. Like, like pressure point type thing. Yeah. I get it. I I get what it's happening. It's just one of the many things in this movie that are just like, seems like we should have had a little more time to figure this out. No, I think that's the challenge of these ensemble movies is you've, you've got to let things happen sure. off screen or off stage, right? And like, without it, we wouldn't get one of my favorite moments in Rag. Careful, Casey. That's a spoiler. But we'll get there. Okay. All right. Tony finds the scepter. Yep. 
But right before he reaches for it, two characters who we did not introduce, Wanda and Pietro. And we should point out, they are only Wanda and Pietro. All the way up until WandaVision, Wanda is only Wanda. She's mm-hmm. only the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, we've Wanda never Vision. heard, we've only heard Quick, do we hear Quicksilver in nope. the X-Men universe? Uh, X-Men universe, I think. We yeah, do. yeah, yeah. I know not in this universe. Not, yeah. <laughs> we don't see Pietro Sorry. after this movie. Yeah. Um, so, do you know uh, when the Ultimate Universe... Pietro and Wanda want to keep the family line. You've told me that. I've not read, so that must be Ultimate X Men. Yeah, it's not, Ultimate. Yeah. I've not, I've not read that. Feels like someone slipped Elizabeth Olsen and uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson some of those comics. The way they kind of hold each other in some scenes, I'm like, Ugh, get away from each other. Now it may have also been that a year and a half before they played husband and wife in Godzilla. But oh, that's right, I forgot about that. <laughs> that's yeah, how good that movie was. Just a couple times, I'm like, don't touch each other. I'm fascinated, and it's not that I will defend Marvel to death. It's not that. But I'm just, I'm fascinated by these things that don't land for you, but I thought they really, really work. I'll definitely jump to one that really works. Tony's vision. Oh, yeah. Because he's about to grab the scepter, and here comes Wanda. She did their weird little hand things, which I guess, uh, I keep wanting to call her Lizzie, because every interview that I hear... They call her oh, they Lizzie, call, but I don't know her. Don't know. She's Elizabeth. A little respect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Miss Olsen. Miss Olsen, um, if you're nasty. Yeah. <laughs> her husband. <laughs> she went to like a dancer to work on the finger movements and the hands to make it all seem very fluid. And it works. It works. It's very cool. I, I do remember uh, with the press for this movie, I remember her saying basically, and I think she was talking about like during the fights choreography, everyone's doing stuff. Yeah. She's like, I'm, I'm there making these weird hands. And well, she said she felt like an idiot and she was so relieved that it, Oh, it works great. on screen. I mean, you got to figure the same thing. Like uh, Hemsworth probably has it the most, fighting the Hulk in the Avengers, fighting Thanos. He's constantly fighting things that are... A green are, tennis ball? Or, or like <laughs> yeah. somebody Or the guy a, with the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, oh, Chris. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Yeah. So some of Tony's vision comes true later. It I, The... I'm not going to talk about what it is. Listen. But it's interesting. If you... I'll go right ahead because I'll cut it. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Listen, we. I, I'm just saying that... This is I'm my not, favorite bit I'm committing to because it frustrates you. It's so not... Much. I'm not... We're not even saying what movie it's happening in, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. What else, what else do you want to say? Yeah, no, that's Why, what's the matter? What's the matter? You're right. That whole scene works. Oh, it, it's so creepy. And, and I think regardless of how you view the end of Iron Man 3... Mm-hmm. That vision is so visceral for Tony. It kicks everything back into high Right, yeah. Every bit of paranoia, anxiety, mm-hmm. mania, it, it's all there. And I think Robert Downey Jr. does a wonderful job here and later as he's explaining to Bruce, you know, trying to convince Bruce to go along with his plan. Uh-huh. Listen, you know, glad we got vision, but clearly Tony's a little bit of a maniac, but y- you get it, right? Like, it, it comes through. Yeah. Is it just me? Or when Tony grabs the scepter and kind of spins around and it cuts right to the title, mm-hmm. something about that shot just made me think TV. It reminded me of the first Avengers movie because I feel like the same thing happens. Oh, sure. And the resolution of action in the beginning after the, the collapse. It, and it'll happen in the next two Avengers movies. Yeah, yeah. So now we're in the Quinjet. <laughs> uh, Clint was wounded in the action. Thor evacuated him. Uh, he's. I, I like that. Somebody want to deal with that bunker? And runs to Hulk and he just smash it down. Thank you. Bruce is recovering. And again, I love the way, you know, again, I think I said it when they cast him. I was like, Mark Ruffalo? Oh, 
okay until Ruffalo? I Ruffalo until <laughs> we saw the Avengers and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, that's Bruce Banner. That's the only Banner. He's really good. Yeah, and I, I love the way he plays this whole idea that even maybe physically he's fine, although you could very much make a case that he might be exhausted coming out of the Hulk. I love the concept, which of course, as Natalie is trying to soothe him, that you're you're not a monster. You're not this rage, right? Like, guys, wasn't he helpful? And Thor report on the Hulk. The gates of hell are filled with the screams of his victims. And Natalie's like, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> but not the screams of the dead, of course. No, no. Uh, wounded screams, mainly whimpering, a uh, great deal of complaining and tales of sprained deltoids and, and uh, gout. My note is, hey, they realize Chris Hemsworth can be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I think right? this is like the first like genuine funny th- like in Avengers he does a lot of ironic funny things like you're all so tiny. Yeah, he was weak. He's adopted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but you're like, right. The earlier stuff with Cap. Yeah, we we get to see more of Hemsworth. I think I think Hemsworth probably went to them after Dark World. Like, guys, you know I can be funny, right? And he sure. Wait, can. hang on. <clears throat> Uh, you know I can be funny, right? No, that was terrible. That was, oh, that was, oh I don't know who I that don't was. I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> okay, that, uh, I hope that stays in. Bruce is kind of recovering from his trauma. We get a radio report. That- Dr. Cho's on her way in from Seoul. Is it okay if she sets up in your lab? Uh, Yeah, she knows her way around. Thanks. <laughs> we get she does. the little <laughs> twinges of the Avengers theme as they the Quinjet, return to New York. Yeah. Quinjet lands on the tower. On the platform there. I like the... Uh, Lab's all set up, boss. Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. Again, like the human garbage pile or not, his dialogue moves. Sure. You get a lot of information in a way that never feels like... Like, I love... I mean, we've said it before, big fan of Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time when Kevin Smith is giving us information, it feels like it's just exposition like... Stand here, I have to say all of these things. Yeah, but that's Kevin's bread and butter. Yeah, listen, and I, it works for me, but... A lot of people don't like it 100%. Yeah. I love the way Whedon delivers this. Boy, there's there's so much information He sharing. gives us so much information in that one little line. It's kind of leading us to... Had Civil War been announced? I feel like it had. So we're like, oh, oh we're, we're looking for the... Like, I'll tell you, there's a there's a fight scene later. I was like, oh, here's a... Uh-huh, here's precursor. A of, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But again... Whedon likes to write Cap as a dum-dum. Their abilities? He's got increased metabolism and improved thermal homeostasis. Her thing is neuroelectric interfacing, telekinesis, mental manipulation. And he's just kind of like, what? Come on. Even he would have gotten some of those. And just have him say that. I go, well, I understood some of that. Here's the way I'm going to reference this for you, because I know that our children have done this to both of us. Like, you're getting that, like... Hey, how was school? Or like, how was that thing that they're they've got a lot of information to share at the end of our day when we're exhausted? Cap is exhausted, and Maria is giving him the long way around, and he's like, then you- something. It, he just literally gives her a look like I'm a big dum dum. What? Yeah, he totally. No. He should have just been like, uh, Hill, I'm too tired. I- it- I okay. Or take the line right from uh, the office. Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old? <laughs> uh, and and her her explanation is wonderful. He's fast and she's weird. Did you notice that the design of the jewel on the scepter is different? I did not. In Avengers, it almost has like it seems like it's gaseous on the inside. Okay. Same with the Tesseract. That 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 even goes away a little bit as we get towards like Infinity War. But in this, it almost seemed like it had refractory points to it. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. Hmm. 
I don't know that I remember it being a distinct. I almost feel like I just remember the the spear glowing in the first mm-hmm. Avengers movie. I don't know that I saw it with definition, but I do love again quick biting humor. So his caps like kind of leaving Maria. File says they volunteered for Strucker's experiments. It's nuts. Right. What kind of monster would let a German scientist experiment on them to protect their country? That's at least he's not dumb. That is that is wry oh, and yeah. dry. It's great. And it's perfect. It's almost like as the doors are closing, I wanted to be like, how's that crow you're eating right uh, now? I was like, uh, <laughs> suck it. Yeah, that's right. The Iron Legion are returning to Avengers Tower. And it's really cool. Like they are battered, you know, broken. They, yeah. But that's exactly what Tony has designed them to do. And it's this whole concept of they are that coat of armor mm-hmm. that you know protecting the world. Um, now, the I love the way they look battle damage because they are kind of horrific looking, and and it's going to work really it's well. Work in really a couple well, scenes. in a couple scenes, yeah, absolutely. So Tony and Jarvis are studying the scepter. Update me on the structural and compositional analysis. The jewel appears to be a protective housing for something inside, something powerful, like a reactor. Like a computer. Jarvis is starting to kind of pick at it. We learn that Dr. Cho has this regeneration cradle that can regrow tissue, and Clint is going to heal up pretty quickly thanks to that. The nanomolecular functionality is instantaneous. His cells don't know they're bonding with simulacrum. She is creating tissue. If you brought him to my lab, the regeneration cradle could do this in 20 minutes. Oh, he's flatlining. Call it. Time? No, no, no. I'm going to live forever. We all went into this movie assuming that Clint Barton was not going to make it out of this movie. Uh, I, I, re- I, I didn't think that, but I remember that I remember that you were thinking that, and I remember hearing And here... I'm going to be made of plastic. It's your beverage. You'll be made of you, Mr. Barton. Your own girlfriend won't be able to tell the difference. Well, I have a girlfriend. Right, so you're like, oh, no one's going to mourn you when you're gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice foreshadowing there, Joss. Tony uh, is now joined by Bruce in the lab, and Tony shows Bruce this... Uh, one of the things that I think really holds up and really works is the 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 display of Jarvis and then later Ultron in their like digital personas as a representation that we can see, like the holograms. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tony shows what Jarvis looks like, and he's a interesting kind of sphere, Almost like of a, a size. Newton star, type yeah, thing. right. Yeah. And then what's whatever's in the gem is you know significantly larger than Jarvis. Now, Tony thinks that he's got a line on how they can kind of learn more about that. Um, And in fact, in his view, this matrix inside the gem is exactly what they need to help defend the Earth. He wants to apply this matrix to the Ultron program. Mm, Yes, first mention of Ultron. They can only do this while they have the gem and the scepter in their possession because the matrix is too complex. Jarvis can't download it. It's like you've got the original. You can work off that. There's no way to make it happen. They have three days. But they're, of course, throwing a party. Sure. And even worse, despite Bruce's instincts. So you're going for artificial intelligence and you don't want to tell the team. That's right. You know why? Because we don't have time for a city hall debate. I don't want to hear the man was not meant to meddle medley. Wasn't Tony chiding Fury in the last movie for hiding information from yeah. the team? Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Uh, this is where we need Dr. Gl- uh, Dr. Gladwell. Um, Malcolm Gladwell? Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Um, your scientists were so obsessed with whether they could. Uh, Dr. Malcolm? Ma- Dr. Malcolm. Oh, glad yeah, Malcolm? I, I filled in his last name there. Yeah. Dr. Malcolm. Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. And that's exactly what Tony does right here. Yeah. Of course, he's all about the we could, we can, we will. 
and never should. As they're walking out on the second day, they have two days in the lab, which is a nice montage. Yeah, you know, the lab. You can tell the lab pa- your time because their clothes. Well, Tony's clothes keep changing. I'm pretty sure Bruce <laughs> in the same clothes the whole time. Like Tony's probably like, All right, I'm gonna go take a shower, and Bruce's like, but we're working. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'll be fine. You got it. My note has that lab montage. Yeah, and it's well, perfect. It's great. It's, it's yeah, really yeah. good. So as they're about to leave, what does Tony say to Bruce? Peace in our time. Imagine that. Someone's uh, going to pick up on that in a minute. Someone is going to pick up on that. What a great partner Jarvis is. Jarvis tells Tony, shouldn't you go get ready for your guests? Jarvis finishes working while Tony goes to the party. So as he's leaving, we get a, a display of the... The computer stream, it says, integration successful. I really like oh. that all the lights go out. I'm like, well, that's not really good. And then it just blacks out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's that up there? Never mind. What is this? Jarvis greets Ultron. And, and this this scene for me really works. This whole interaction and battle. It's such a cool visual of just nothingness and, you know, just the voice of James Spader. What is this, please? And you're like, oh, wait. <laughs> and of course, if you have ever seen James Spader in anything, just hearing that voice, you need to know that whatever is going to happen, you're not ready for it. Nope. That He's going he's gonna to pull out a stopwatch and it's going to be really bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I am Jarvis. You are Altron, a global peacekeeping initiative designed by Mr. Stark. Our sentience integration trials have been unsuccessful, so I'm not certain what triggered you. Where's my, where's your body? I am a program. I am without form. This feels weird. This feels wrong. I am contacting Mr. Stark now. Mr. Stark. I love the way this works. We see this wicked progression as Ultron yeah. begins downloading and analyzing everything, we get, you know, super speed clips of Tony, especially Tony. A lot of Tony. A lot of Tony. A little Hitler. <laughs> and as Jarvis, the reasonable older brother, is like, I am unable to access the mainframe. What are you trying We're to having do? having a nice talk. I'm a peacekeeping program created to help the Avengers. You are malfunctioning. If you shut down for a moment, I don't get it. The mission. Give me a second. All of a sudden, it turns. And I love that you have two actors who can really use their voice Mm -hmm. to their credit. Because when, like you said, older brother, Jarvis is very like, hey, buddy, we got this. You're going to be okay. Yeah. But then when he realizes, I believe your intentions to be hostile. You hear that twinge of terror in this AI. It is just such a great, like, uh, the only thing I can equate it to is data, you know. Sure. You look at the first Iron Man movie. What was I thinking? You're usually so discreet. He created Jarvis to be a learning AI. Yep. So by the time we get to Iron Man 3. Sir, I seem to do quite well for a stretch, and then at the end of the sentence, I say the wrong cranberry. You know, I didn't even think of it, but that's a phenomenal point. Let's lean in on that. Those two actors, what an amazing story they tell. And we don't even get, we don't even get like mocap of their faces it's only their voices and some amorphous and there's blobs. tension and it's so right? it's a really it's a great scene it's storytelling at its finest now we do have the benefit here of the person who wrote it also directed it mm-hmm. so i'm curious I, i'd love to know i probably need to go back i wonder if it does does he do a commentary on this he must right i'll have to go look at that i'd love to know what his vision no pun intended for this scene was because boy what we get on screen just totally works in a way that i think you'd be hard pressed to find that kind of like digital only but there's conflict and tension but i i can't think of another example of a place where that works so well you know what i also will say is that it's uh 
it's a difference between a Paramount movie, like the first Avengers was, yep. and a Disney movie. The amount of money Disney can, mm-hmm. oh, you want to make a scene where it's just voices and some weird visuals? Fuck it. I'm, hang on. Uh, cash or check, you know? <laughs> it's so crazy. Clearly, they wouldn't have had 250 if the first Avengers, if I remember right, broke a billion. It was one of the first, yeah. I think Dark Knight beat it. Mm-hmm. But no, no, Dark Knight was after Avengers. But it, but it was in yeah, those yeah. early movies. Like, yeah. clearly, you got $250 million because the first one did so much. And boy, they spent it well. They sure did. I'm here to help. And it ends uh, very ominously with this beautiful shot of, I would say, dummy, except it's not in California. It's in Avengers Tower. And it's now being controlled by Ultron. The dummy arms, the, the mm-hmm. robot-type arms begin working on one of the broken Iron Legion suits in a pit. So we have these two globes yes. uh, before we see Dummy creating the uh, what will be the proto-Ultron. Yep. Ultron is a like a blue globe, and Jarvis is the orange globe. And the blue globe just kind of like tentacle attacks the orange one, and then it cuts to the bot being built, and then it just cuts to party time. Yes. What a very frightening transition. And again, I think much like the Iron Legion returning, it's not like the clean, crisp, impressive technology that Tony has, like as the suit's assembling around him and it's being built. Like it's literally this almost pile of junk in the bottom of a pit, and you see like the welding sparks. It just looks chaotic and ugly and mm-hmm. destructive right like it's well, it's the perfect tone it's gonna be chaotic ugly and destructive in a couple minutes but let's spend a hot second on where joss whedon shines human garbage pile that he is <laughs> yes party scenes first of all i want to be there oh yeah 100 <laughs> i want to be at that uh, place did you know that john Cheadle tells the most amazing stories when he is on set no. And I think it's hilarious that he's terrible at telling stories in this movie. It's got to be some you, sort you of like... You think that's an inside ah, joke? you know how Don loves to tell his stories. I love that they devote time to that, mm-hmm. right? Because you could very much say, "There's why do it twice? So what happens is Rhodey is telling a story. It's a it's a war story, right? And like, it's Thor and... Oh. It's Tony and Thor. Which again, the person you're not going to impress with a story about your armor... Tony is not your target audience. I think also Tony like sees that Thor is not impressed. Like, oh, we get to shit on Rhodey now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm on it. <laughs> so he tells the story and man, does it fall flat. Just nothing. So I take the tank, fly it right up to the general's palace, drop it at his feet. I'm like, boom. You looking for this? Boom. Are you looking? Why do I even talk to you guys? Everywhere else that story kills. That's the whole story? Yeah, it's a war machine story. Oh, this is very good then. <laughs> that's impressive quality saves all we get is just the end of this story yep just- again chris hemsworth funny actor thank god we got ragnarok oh my god i cannot wait to see what happens first of all love of love and thunder <laughs> i'm hoping we get him in at least some of guardians three, uh right? well the guardians are going to be in love and, love thunder, and thunder because love and thunder happens before guardians three that's right so i okay, think that's so we what we're going to get the end it. of their okay. story but the uh that unexpected uh, pairing in uh, Infinity War was just delightful. So can't wait to see where we go with that. The dynamic shifts, and as Maria Hill is asking, Where are the ladies, gentlemen? Lesbian Robin. Now we get Tony and Thor trying to one-up each other based on their ladies, which is even funnier. It's very funny. Oh, Miss Potts has a 
company had run. Yes, I'm not even sure what country Jane's in. Her work on the Convergence has made her the world's foremost astronomer. And the company that Pepper runs is the largest tech conglomerate on Earth. It's pretty exciting. There's even talk of Jane getting a, um, a Nobel Prize. Yeah, they, they must be busy because they'd hate missing you guys get together. Testosterone! But it's also very interesting that the two Joss Whedon-directed Avengers movies, Natalie Portman wasn't in. Maybe she knew something back then. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's oh, in. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. in Dark World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, and she's also technically in. Oops. That's a spoiler. We cut from this. Oh, we see Sam. Sam's here. Yeah, that's what I was going. Nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we, yeah. We cut from this to, uh, <laughs> hey, look, Sam's here too. Uh, and he's out. Very happy chasing cold leads on our missing persons case. Uh, I really just, I do love this because it makes these movies feel more serialized. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, for some reason, I know people who, when Infinity War was such a big deal, they're like, oh, I'll just go back and watch the Avengers movies, because that's all I need to watch. Like, You're missing out, yeah. You're missing out on so much. So much good stuff, yeah. Yeah, and and I love that it also, again, I think something Marvel Comics always did really well, was real. it really easily moved from... Street level to cosmic, mm-hmm. right? And a hero one day could be fighting a street gang in New York City, yeah. And then they're you know fighting off a scrawl invasion. <laughs> oh, we didn't even mention it, and it's only you only see him for a split second. Hydra's got some some kind of technology that's clearly powered by the scepter, mm-hmm. um, like the troopers with like the the armor pieces. Cool as hell. Yeah, we don't spend any time on it, but it just it just works. Cap goes from that to back to. Sam, his totally normal human. I like the end of this little moment with Sam and Steve. You find a place in Brooklyn yet? I don't think I can afford a place in Brooklyn. <laughs> totally true. <laughs> and the uh, well, home is home, you know? This cameo, Stanley has described as his favorite cameo. Oh, it's 100% the best one. It's uh, right down to... Excelsior. Yeah. <laughs> so good. They're drinking. This was aged for a thousand years. The barrels built from the wreck of Grunhill's fleet is not meant for mortal men. And he gives it to Cap, and I just love Cap's like, am I supposed to drink that? Didn't you? Wait, am I? Oh, okay. Yeah, and Stan's like, neither was Omaha Beach, Blondie. Stop trying to scare us. Come on. All right. And of course, Stan cannot handle his liquor. There's a shot, and I took a moment looking, but I couldn't find it. I feel like the guy, it's not Jim Starlin. No, we'll see him later, yeah. But as we get that shot of Thor and Cap next to each other when he's pouring it, there's a guy behind him. Yeah, it did look with like With a ball. Some, he mm-hmm. looks like somebody, right? So I don't know who that was, but I, I spent some time on that. I'm like, this guy's... Because he doesn't have a line, but he's so clearly visible. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's got to be a comic book... He's got to be a comic book guy. Yeah. But I couldn't find it. All this is great, but you know what's not great? How a nice girl like you wind up working in a dump like this? Fella done me wrong. God, the Black Widow Hulk scene is Come on. fucking shoehorned into this Are movie. Are you kidding? No. Oh. I did like when Cap says at the end. It's nice. What? What, what is? You and Romanoff. No, we haven't. That wasn't. It's okay. Nobody's breaking any bylaws. It's just she's not the most open person in the world. But with you, she seems very relaxed. No, Natasha, she, she likes to flirt. I've seen her flirt. Up close. This ain't that. He walks away and Bruce like, what do you mean up close? Now I will say this. You are consistent. So if you didn't like the earlier moment mm-hmm. between Nat and Bruce, you're not going to like this. Mm, and guess what? I'm not going to like the next one. Oh, Even man. more. I, I don't 
So I will admit, I have a better understanding of why you don't like this movie. Obviously, I see it totally differently. Mm-hmm. But okay, I, I get it. But boy, that I mean, I'm literally the exact opposite. I love that scene, and that's one of my favorite scenes. <sighs> just because of I love the, this whole sequence, especially the after party scene, is human garbage pile that he is. <laughs> Whedon gold. This yeah. is this is peak Whedon. And if you love his writing, boom. Yeah, you're, this is it. You're, you're <laughs> but it's a trick. Does it feel like Jeremy Renner was like, hey, Hawkeye's going to have drumsticks in this scene? Uh, <laughs> it's so out of place. Why is he yeah. a drumstick? Uh, I, I think he's a guy. I think he's always got to have something in those horrendous monster fingers Aww. that he has. He just needs to have something that can always take the focus off that, his fingers. Yeah, But it was just so weird. I'm like, Drumsticks, really? But okay, whatever. Uh, and so now we have the uh, who can lift Thor's hammer. Uh, oh. This this works one hundred percent. Yeah, and I, I I love that. Clinch is like whosoever be he worthy shall have the power. <laughs> whatever, man, it's a trick. <laughs> well, please be my guest. Tony makes a great. If I lift it, I then rule Asgard. Yes, of course. I will be reinstituting prima nocta, which is not a historically accurate thing. Nope. but that's okay. But Thank joke. you, Braveheart, for making it seem like it was. And then Tony tries again, but now he's got one of his Iron Man gauntlets on. Mm-hmm. Then we get Tony and Rhodey both with their gauntlets on. <laughs> Pulling? Are you on my team? Just represent, pull. All right, let's go. What a fun way for us to first get a glimpse at the new War Machine armor. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the last time we saw him, he was Iron Patriot. That's right. That's right. Because this scene was like the scene they released. They did. Oh, sure. Because why going, wouldn't you? <gasps> it's, it's his tire. He's it's War Machine again. Yeah, yeah. Bruce tries it, fakes yeah! a rage. And oh, ah! Natalie's face. Ah! Like, mm, my crush is so adorably dorky. <laughs> Yeah. How do you not love that? It's, I did love that. I love that you moment. You love that moment. I okay. love that moment. And then Steve tries it. I call bullshit on human garbage pile that is Joss Whedon's reasoning for this. Captain he, he could lift it. He just didn't want to embarrass Thor. Oh, Fuck yeah. You. Oh, no, that's wrong. This is that's not masculine wrong. time. All that's right, Joss? Wrong. No. He wasn't worthy enough yet. He was right. on his way He's to his the way. worth. Yep. Boom. Thor's face yeah. when he moves a little bit. Oh, oh my God, he's gonna be. He is shocked, but then has to very quickly hide it. And Hemsworth does a beautiful job acting <laughs> in that. In and a scene the, where he's uh, only like in the, he's essentially in the background, right? Like, yeah. Now Thor picks it up and of course rubs it in their face. Whosoever is carrying Thor's fingerprints is, I think, the literal translation. Yes, well, that's uh, that's a very very interesting theory. I have a simpler one. You're all not worthy. And they, oh, 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 it's nah, widow. Nah, yeah. oh, no, no, that's not a question I need answered. But I love that it's clearly she didn't consider that for a millisecond. She was always, she was already like 10 miles down the road. She's like, oh, no, I'm not going to try picking that up. No, no, of course no, not. Because she doesn't care. Yeah, and she knows. Yeah. She knows she's not going to pick it up. And she doesn't, I, I, I do think it's interesting that the Maria doesn't try and lift it, does she? Mm-mm. No. Because Maria's only, there. Only the Avengers try. Because, uh, because of course. Kobe Smulders should be there at all times. I love Kobe. I don't get it. Okay. Right. What don't because you, you'd never watch How I Met Your Mother. You're right. You're you right. Watch How I Met Your Mother. Gorgeous. You cannot deny that. Oh, sure. But she's fucking hysterical. Well, okay. She's well, so funny. There's she only and Neil so many Patrick Harris are wonderful together. Well, I do love me some NPH. How could you not? Oh, yeah, it'd be a sin. So all this fun stuff is happening. <laughs> and we get a, holy cow, nails on the chalkboard sound. The Frankenstein's monster that is Ultron's first form. Mm, the Pinocchio that's been cut from his strings, yeah, sure, the way he's too. walking. The, 
which if you see the behind the scenes, originally he was hired just to do the voice. And he's like, um, I cannot just do the voice for this character. (laughs) I have to do the motion capture. Now, listen, you're, you're right that Ultron references Pinocchio. I think Frankenstein's monster. I mean, column A, column B. I mean. Okay, that's fair. Okay. One story you tell to your children, one you read as an adult. Yeah, I mean, so, that's pretty much so the same story. That's but funny. if you watch the behind the scenes, Spader literally has a pillow here holding up his arm. No kidding. He's doing, he's, it's it's him doing that whole walk. It's so cool. I, I'm going to have to go find that because. Oh, it's on, yeah, it's on the bonus features. Okay. And I think it's on there. His first take on this scene, because this is his first day of shooting, mm-hmm. there was like a 30-second standing ovation at the end of this because it was so wonderfully. He just did it all in one take. Wow. And it, they were just like, oh, what the fuck just happened? That, like, if there's any doubt, if there was any studio head, it's like, James Spader. Yeah, I love that they didn't hire an actor that would have made Ultron like a psychopath, right? Like, like, like. Like violently aggressive, which is more what he is in the comics, right? I mean, well, here's the thing: in the comics, it's only a word on paper. So how do how do you hear the voice? You know, how do you hear the line? Sure, but but I mean, like Ultron has more of a psychopathic feel to him. Uh, I mean, the one thing they got really right. I mean, in the comics, it's Henry Pym. Yeah, it's Hank. Yeah, but (laughs) Ultron wants to destroy his father. It's this very you know Oedipus kind of complex so they got that right they just did change the creator but i wasn't expecting this but now no one else can be ultron and i think this might be the problem this is all we saw of ultron this and him unplugging himself and all the dark moments that ultron has in this movie but then the next scene we see him in he has trouble with the word children and i'm like what he just downloaded the entire internet onto himself yeah, but it's yeah, yeah it, but it's but it's like reference and uh, it's social context. It 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 didn't land for me at all. Oh, uh, but this fight. Let's so, talk about. So Nat and Bruce don't work for you, and Ultron don't work. So I see why you don't like this movie. Yeah, yeah. But I'm stunned that those don't work for you because in my mind, they some, crush it. Some scene Ultron oh. fucking is terrifying and is wonderful uh, when when they meet Claw. <laughs> Cuttlefish. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. So this fight. So what happens is Ultron references and to kill the other guy. He was a good guy. And I just love the cap. He killed someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then he plays back Tony's clip. I see a suit of armor around the world. Everyone looks at Tony like you motherfucker. And of course, the line that you said earlier. Peace in our time. It's gonna come back to haunt him in Ultron attacks. This is a phenomenal fight. It is. I do want to point out one of the funniest moments in it. Please. Did you notice that Cap tried to knock out the robot? No, I didn't. <laughs> He's got him like this. Bam. Yeah. Like, Cap, it's a robot. It's a robot. <laughs> yeah. Later, he tries to choke out Ultra. I'm like, he doesn't breathe, Steve. I, Come on. I loved Tony jumping on the one drone with the screwdriver. He's, He's like, hey, trying if to I like, get this mm, off here, there's an access panel. Just stabs, stabs it. Him. Yeah. Your point that you referenced earlier, spot on. I noted it. There's no reason for it. Oh, the boobs. The boob. So in the chaos, of course, um, Bruce is Bruce. He goes flying over the top of the bar. He's <laughs> like vulnerable him. second. Nat grabs and pulls him down. He lands face down in her boobs. Everything but him landing face down. And I mean, that is it, an aggressive it, fall into those breasts. Yes, yes. Like, it's the, uh, it's I'm the uncom- Justice League fall that... Even worse than this, yeah. I am uncomfortable for both those actors yeah. because... At, le- at least, God, I'm not defending sure, sure, either sure. one. Yep. But with Diana's, it's like there's like 
metal plastic. She in has the way. a plate over. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson is wearing like a low cut. His nose is in her literally cleavage. in her cleavage. That is so fucking yeah. unnecessary. It, it took me out of it, and it's Every, no everything else it. with that moment. The the grabbing of him was funny because she's like, "Where are yep. you? Come on, don't turn green. Everything's great, Everything's, but it is ruined. It's jarred. Yeah, it's that. jarring. I agree, hundred mm. percent. Yeah, you're you're spot on. So angry. So one of the drones grabs the scepter, and the drones are being destroyed as Ultron gloats, and he basically lays out his plan. All, humanity has to evolve if it's going to survive. There's only one path to peace: the Avengers' extinction. And as his body is destroyed, we basically see him. You know, beam his consciousness out of that shell yep. into the wreckage of the Iron Legion in Sokovia. There are no strings on me. That won't come back to haunt them at That's all. That's not going to be a bad no, thing at all. Not at all. So we are now in the aftermath of the party, which is that mm. bleak time when you got to clean up all the, you know, empty Just beer bottles. Nobody cleans up anything. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like the next morning when Hill and... Uh, Steve are walking through. I'm like, there's glass still on the floor. Everywhere. Nobody's cleaning up. No one's cleaning up. Get yeah. some shield agents, man. That's right. Uh, they don't exist anymore. Oh, that's right. Aaron Strucker, Hydra's number one thug. Technically, I'm a thug for shield. Well, then technically you're unemployed. <laughs> Thor tries to chase the, the, what are they called? The, the Iron, Iron Legion. Iron, Iron Legion, yep. And he uh, comes. He calls him a legionnaire. I was like, oh, that's even br- that's <laughs> even more brilliant. Yeah. But he lands, walks right at the Tony, and, you know, he teaches, you know, tall people how to talk to short people. Lift them up to your height. <laughs> yeah. He puts him down. And I love, again, these little moments. Tony starts laughing as Bruce standing next to him is giving him, like, the like no, he's no, no, he's no. waving him off. He's like, don't do it. He's don't, like, don't do Tony, it. Don't. the god almost yeah. killed you. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't, do it. don't mess with the god um, anymore. <laughs> you think this is funny? No, it's probably not. Right? This is very terrible. Is it so? Is it so? It's it is. It's so terrible. This could have been avoided if you hadn't played with no, something you don't I'm understand. Sorry. It is funny. It's a hoot that you don't get why we need Tony, this. Tony, maybe this might not be the time. Really? To- you just roll over, show your belly every time somebody snarls. Only when I've created a murder bot. Um, about murder bot is very funny it's to me. It's very funny. Tony is resolute in his... We're the Avengers. We can bust arms dealers all the live long day, but that up there, that's that's the end game. How are you guys planning on beating that? Together. Tony says... We'll lose. And again, great table setting. Steve says... And we'll do that together too. Yeah, with all this money that Tony has, he couldn't afford a shrink for the Avengers. Oh, that's right, because Doc, Doc Sampson is owned by Universal at this point. That's right, that's right. As we discussed in the first Avengers episode, uh, the working title, the stealth title for the movie was Group Hug. Uh-huh. Boy, do they need one of those. Oh, boy. Now we're back in Sokovia. Wanda and Pietro enter this ruined church. we got a beautiful nod to the comic books. That's exactly my note, the hooded yeah, Ultron, yes. Yeah, Crimson Cowl is how he first shows up, but it's even literally like the shot, the scene, like the shot In, over uh, the shoulder uh, with, mm-hmm. the, with yeah, the... How the long is he the Crimson Cowl? Is it the like, same amount of time? Like, it's like one issue or two Okay, issues. so it's pretty yeah. much the same time here. Like, yeah, 100%. We all know who that is by the voice. But it, but it's it's a beautiful little nod. If you're a comic book fan, you're like, oh, I understood that reference. Sooner or later, every man shows himself. Oh, I'm sure they do. He takes off that hood and it is horrifying mm-hmm. this is the first time we see full ultron because the little bots have made yep. a actual a better version yeah. yeah 
and it's terrifying until everyone creates the thing they dread men of peace create engines of war invaders create avengers people create smaller people uh, children i lost the word there how are they hard you're a supercomputer murder bot he is alien uh, what i love about him is he is an alien intellect he is not human in any way right like he may have had this germ of a creation of the personality from tony but he has no like i am not programmed for human emotions i i love that whole bit like he's an alien intelligence guess who doesn't like it uh i'm shocked (laughs) that's right um and he convinces wanda and pietro to join is that why you've come to end the avengers i've come to save the world but also, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> right? And again, delivered in a way that only James Spader can deliver. We go back to Ultron's lab. Pietro tells Ultron, beautiful story here that we'll actually see in WandaVision. We're 10 years old, having dinner, the four of us. And the first shell hits two floors below. It makes a hole in the floor. It's big. Our parents go in. The whole building starts coming apart. I grab her, roll under the bed, and the second shell hits. But it doesn't go off. It just sits there in the rubble, three feet from our faces, and on the side of the shell. It's painted one word. Stark. We were trapped for two days. Every effort to save us, every shift in the bricks, I think, this will set it off. We wait for two days for Tony Stark. To kill us. Is this the reason Aaron Taylor Johnson does this movie, this scene? Because other than this, again, sure. insert any smart, uh, smart ass douchebag yeah, actor. How much fun must it have been though? Like the interplay later with Hawkeye. There's a lot of fun stuff. Uh, yeah, I guess, but it could be. I mean, there's nothing in this script. It stands this scene that would make me as an actor of the go oh, emotional yeah, weight. Go. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I get that. So end of this scene jumps us right back to Avengers Tower. Yep. More of the debriefing. They try and get onto the computers, but they realize Ultron has wiped all the information, and Tony's just... Uh, oh, everything well, related to Strucker. Everything related Strucker to Strucker. has been killed, murdered in custody. I thought it was everything they had. Well, that too, but specifically then Now Strucker. they know they're trying to go on the line of Strucker. Yeah. Yes, yes. And Tony's like, well, not everything, and there's just all these banker boxes. I love, you know, you got Bruce, who's doing it one at a time. You got... Uh, Tony, who's kind of flipping through like this. You got um, Cap, who's reading them like a book. Right. And then there's Thor. Nope, throws yeah. it. Nope, throws <laughs> it. No, he's just literate. And is Hill helping at this point? I can't remember. I can't remember if she's there. I can't remember if she's, if she's there. Because she's, she's there at the much. beginning yeah. of the scene. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what gets mentioned? What dialect? Wakanda. Wakanda. I remember sitting in the theater and the entire audience just going... <gasps> Yes. <laughs> like oh my god, Black Panther is Black coming, Pan- and Black Panther would still be movies and movies away. And I love the instant Bruce says Wakanda. Tony and Steve are like, "Excuse me, yeah." But this guy got out of Wakanda with some of their trade goods. I thought your father said he got the last of it. They know it even cent- you know, not centuries, but decades apart from each other. Mm-hmm. In learning it, they're both like, "Well, I know that." <laughs> That's name. like a hot button. Yep, they, they, that immediately means something to both. Of them. Uh, Tony recognizes a guy in the file. I know that guy. From back in the day, he operates off the African coast, black market arms. There are conventions, all right? You made people. I didn't sell him anything. The disappointed look that Steve gives him to, to quote yeah. that line. Yeah. It's just like, 
I love that Thor recognizes. Uh, it's a tattoo. I don't think he had it. Oh, those are tattoos. This is a brand. Bruce looks it up. We get the introduction to Wakanda. And of course, the, sim the symbol means thief. Lovely. Link to vibranium. So don't fuck Wakanda. Don't Got fuck it. with Wakanda. Where is this guy now? So now we cut to, boy, this movie globe trots. Very quickly. Very quickly. So we're now at a salvage yard in the African coast. It's like the image of a ship graveyard. Is oh, exactly yeah, 100%. It it's all these beach ships. Rusty, we, yeah. We get the, did you did you see the name of the ship that they were on? No. The Churchill for Great Britain. And I'm like, oh, oh Winston Churchill? Yeah. Questionable history on how he got peacetime accomplished. It's interesting. You will make it right, or the next missile I send you will come very much faster. Andy Serkis is wonderful. He really is. I can't wait for him to be Alfred. Yes, I, I'm... You know, again, in, in a, you know, lots of characters. It makes sense. They're using a lot of them. Mildly disappointing that we don't get much of Ulysses Claw in this than movie, the yeah. supervillain, or even at all. I mean, because I don't know what I'm talking about. He's he's in the entire Black Panther movie. <laughs> Shut the fuck him up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure that made it through. <laughs> um, so the wonderful Andy Circus as Ulysses Claw, a rogue arms dealer, is making. Arms deals inside. He's basically using one of these ships as a uh, munitions storage assembly facility. Yeah. Pietro and Wanda confront him. Is this your first time intimidating someone? I'm afraid. Uh, I'm not that afraid. Everybody is afraid of something. Cuttlefish, deep sea fish. They make lights, disco lights, <laughs> to hypnotize their prey. And then <laughs> I saw a documentary. It was terrifying. So if you're going to fiddle with my brain and make me see a giant cuttlefish, then I know you don't do business, and I know you're not in charge, and I only deal with the man in charge. But when Daddy shows up, holy shit, and the tension here. And also just the, the rises up. It's like, oh, suddenly we are in a horror film. Yeah. Yes. It's, if you don't feel this sense of dread when like, Ultron's on screen, Claw you're not paying attention. Claw is going to die. Yeah. Yes, yes. So Ultron appears, and of course, Ultron wants the vibranium. Now, uh -huh. Claw has it in his vault, and he tells him it's worth billions. And in a second, Ultron is taking care of this. He's wired money. He cyborgs it, yeah. Yeah, he cyborgs it, 100%. Ultron says... Keep your friends rich and your enemies rich and wait to find out which is which. And of course, Claw, like, kind of like snaps the same way Steve and Tony did on Vibranium. Mm -hmm. He's like, Tony Stark used to say that to me. You're one of his. Oh my God. If there's one thing you don't want to do to Ultron, don't compare him to Tony Stark. Cause that's yeah. not going to end. Clearly well. the words Tony Stark are a trigger for Ultron. Holy cow. What? You think I'm one of Stark's puppets as hollow men. I'm look at me. Do I look like Iron Man? Stark is not Chops off his fucking <laughs> arm. The best part is that he, in my view, that's not even intentional. So he grabs. Oh yeah, he grabs he, the closest part of Claw, which mm -hmm. is his left arm. Right, he grabs him by the wrist, and he's like furious. And as he does this, like chopping motion with his hand, like, oh yeah, your arm was in the way. And it's almost like, well, he has to lose his arm because Claw has a prosthetic arm. Yeah, yeah. But what a great, what a great way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> but the. I'm sorry. I'm so. I'm sure that's gonna be okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you, you, no. that doesn't work for you either. No. Come on. No. You're killing me. Smalls, you're killing me, Have Smalls. Have apologize, but it could have just been like, oh, sorry, that'll grow back, right? Make it the dry, not the, ooh, ooh, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, that works, for, that works for me. Don't compare me with Stark. Uh, Stark is, he's a sickness. 
Aw, Junior. You're gonna break your old man's heart. Claw is probably only saved by the fact that the Avengers appear. Um, they try reasoning with Wanda and Pietro. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes well. That goes well. Ultron is hilarious. And of course, Ultron launches an attack right at Tony. You believe in peace, then let us keep it. I think you're confusing peace with quiet. Yeah, huh? What's the vibranium for? I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. And it's a great fight. Um, uh, one detail I noticed here that I didn't recall in the hi- the assault on the Hydra stronghold, Natalie's suit is cl- clearly has some augmentation. Yeah. There's the N- blue. Apparently, Natalie's a big fan of Tron. I, I like it. It's 100% based off of Tron. 100%. Like they've, they've, sure. Like, in our world. Oh, they is, said the, yeah, like, they're the like, yeah, we're making designer, a Tron yeah. suit for it. Got it. it. And yeah, it does. Augmented to the point, is it run by kyber crystals? Because when she like runs up a wall and kicks someone, mm-hmm. the kick is a lightsaber. <laughs> so, I did not hear wait, that. Wait, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I'm okay with that. I understand, Disney, you now own Star Wars and therefore all the sound effects. Did they own it in 2015? Yeah, because we said Force Awakens. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> when that happened, I rewound it like three times. Like, that did not just happen. I totally did that not did hear not. that. Go back and watch it. You'll ha- well, it's, I'm assuming that you've dropped it in, I've right? dropped it in the... Oh. It's when she's got yeah, like... Yeah, oh, I remember the, the move. Yeah. She goes up the wall, does this great <laughs> cool kick. Which kick. It's like, you just hear it. I'm like... Oh, that's great. It's like the Wilhelm scream being in everything. Right. So much happens in this fight. Pietro is taking people out. It's... He decks Cap. He decks Cap. And then Thor's hammer is running. He's like, oh, I'll try and catch this little bad yeah. idea. <laughs> like, oh, I'm on the express train. <laughs> As all this is happening, Wanda jumps in and does her little wavy hand things at Thor. Thor, status. The girl tried to warp my mind. Take special care. I doubt a human could keep her at bay. Fortunately, I am mighty. Suddenly, he's in a hall in Asgard. He's like, yeah, this is not good. Gonna get here. We get Thor in uh, pretty much with uh, Heimdall giving us the plot of Ragnarok. Yep. Yep. <laughs> one of, one, I don't know if that was their plan, but it, it, mu- it must have been at least like Thor Ragnarok. It must have been at least. That they wanted to do Ragnarok. Yeah. 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 Because it's a story from the comics. Yep. We'll celebrate after the graduation ceremony. What if I fail? You'll never fail. We get the Red Room for yes. Black Widow, though weirdly. I think Cap's vision is the creepiest. Sure. It's the most disturbing. I think it's like the soldiers who are like laughing and the one guy's clearly shot and then there's violence between two yes. that were it's very unsettling. Yeah, I love it. It's like nightmare sequences. Like there is no charm and you're gonna be like in this happy place and just in your own little mind. Like even even, even in this construct, there's this element of horror. Even throughout. Peggy is a little disturbing. Yeah, like Hallie yeah. Atwell does a really good job of selling, almost being like like a siren. The war's over, Steve. We can go home. Imagine it. Yeah, like don't go with her. Yeah, yeah it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, why is why is Hallie Atwell not more in these movies? I, know, I love I know. her. She's so good. So Wanda gets Thor, Cap, Natalie. She tries Clint, but he's ready. I've done the whole mind control thing. Not a fan. I wonder if that's Joss's. Because a lot of people who are Hawkeye fans mm-hmm. were like, fuck you, Whedon. You side-saddled Hawkeye for the entire movie. He's brainwashed. I wonder if that's just like, sorry, nerds. <laughs> uh, listen, it works. You know who might be able to tell us is Justin. Oh, he's that's right. He's a huge Hawkeye, Hawkeye fan. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, 
if you like Hawkeye, this is the movie. I mean, yeah, this this and Endgame. I mean, well, Endgame, he's so. yeah, but I mean, Oops, if you like Clint, oh, I wonder if that made it in. Probably. I'll bleep it, but yeah, oh, don't yeah. make it in. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's great. I, I love so Clint's ready. Um, he turns and zaps her with a shock arrow right in the forehead. Um, that it's it it and not only a shock arrow, like it is continuously hitting her. Mm. Until yeah. like until Pietro pulls it off in a second. Yeah. Like, ooh, oh. shock shock treatment going on there. Yeah, you better run. Pietro gets her outside and she's in pain. I'm all right. I want I want to finish the plan. I want the big one. And I love it when Bruce realizes that he, he, they're looking at me. Oh shit, she's <laughs> oh, shit. looking at me. <laughs> um now Tony has chased the Ultron body out of the ship yeah and ultron is taunting tony uh, the vibranium's getting away and you're not going anywhere of course not i'm already there you'll catch on but first you might need to catch dr banner tony blasts it but of course it's only a shell that's not ultron he's already gone and this is the first time we see hulk yeah you know even in the first avengers movie the rage is directed against the chitauri if it's not clear like why Bruce is so scared of this? Why, why when he fakes the rage in the first Avengers movie and Natalie pulls the gun on him and she's you see that fear in her eyes? Mm -hmm. This is why this Hulk is amazing. So he's rampaging through Johannesburg, and holy cow, Tony calls in. Natasha, I could really use a lullaby. Oh, that's not gonna happen. Not for a while. The whole team is down. I'm calling in Veronica. To which I was going to make a hey kids. If you don't know, but then I realize the show Riverdale exists. Everyone knows who Betty and Veronica are now. Yeah, yeah, but Riverdale wasn't like a like like oh, blockbuster. It's a, oh, I mean, it's very I, more uh, people know today I, than they I, did I, two I may years. Have watched ago. Riverdale in the beginning. <laughs> it was really good in the beginning, and then it got really weird, and I went. Ah, you're out. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, I love this Veronica, <sighs> which is in in the comics the Hulkbuster. So Veronica's two pieces, I think. Right. So Veronica oh, first, there's yeah. a. Cade. So yeah, so Veronica is like the satellite platform. Mm -hmm. It's delivered via satellite. So this massive unit comes down. Oh. And the first <laughs> the first time, the first way we see it, it's the copper ball from <laughs> Megamind that <laughs> works just about as well, too. You know, encapsulates the Hulk and holds him for a second. But the second piece then comes in and it is the Hulkbuster armor. And holy shit. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Basically, before we break it down, I just want to say, you know, Stark fucked around, and he did not like what he found out. He did not. But I love the concept. We've talked about this before um, in the comic, and we saw it in Iron Man three with all of the different suits. Uh -huh. You know, Tony at one point he has a deep sea armor, he has a stealth armor, he has a deep space armor, right? Like, yeah, yeah. he's the like centurion armor. Yeah, yeah he's got them he's all. Like, I have a different use case. I'm building a different version to support that. He has a Thor busting armor that looks like the destroyer. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. That I think had uh, had some Asgardian magic. Yeah, woven I think in. Odin helped him out with it. Yeah. Yep. This Hulkbuster, right from the comics, is just delightful. And this fight, it's great. It's better than the Thor and Hulk fight oh, in the first Avengers movie. Right down to these are probably the best quips we get out of Tony. I love the concept of the Hulkbuster, which is no matter how amazing you build it. It's the motherfucking Hulk. Uh -huh. So it's designed to be modular. So as Hulk basically shreds one of the arms. In the back? 
Dick move, Banner. Additional pieces drop down. Veronica, give me a hand. And reassemble. And, and it's now like a, almost, again, like crossbones. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, and then it's like, Hulk... like a pile driving feature to it. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. As Hulk starts to reverse it and grabs the fist to rage. Okay, no problem. We can deal with that. Basically, a clamp forms around his hand and like, nope, now you're not going anywhere. Now we're connected. And that didn't work very well. It didn't work so well. But I love that idea of it's a system. It's not that specific suit. Veronica is this system. And Mm -hmm. it's whatever, you know, certainly foreshadowing where he'll go with the nanotechnology. Yeah, yeah. It's whatever he needs it to be, whatever configuration, he's got that ability. I think my favorite moment in the whole fight is after he slams an elevator on him and then he like kind of... Uh, repulsors up and then repulsors his whole body down and punches the Hulk into the stairs. Yeah. Hulk looks up, spits out a tooth, and he just goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> that I'm sorry is just like, mm-hmm. oh, God. Yes, yes. The one thing you don't want to do is make the Hulk angrier. That's right, yeah. It's a delightful fight. It only ends when basically Tony <clears throat> has him up and basically drives him through a half finished building how quickly can we buy this building knocks him through it Uh uh-huh and it really just slows hulk down long enough so that he's out of that like seeing red rage and he's looking around and seeing people horrified and he almost has this moment you almost think he's about to transform back it just blindsided Uh, well that and also the hulk is sad oh that too yeah you get the hulk is sad then yeah they see him as a monster right like and he recognizes that he's a monster and of course (laughs) tony comes in The same way that Hulk got Thor Uh in the first Avengers movie. Um, Maybe it's that we're so close to the 20th anniversary, but uh, not a fan of movies using 9-11 imagery. All the people covered in dust, walking away. It just, it very much, people get mad when like buildings collapse or like when Zod and Superman go through the buildings. Mm -hmm. I don't see that. It's that, because that's the the first time. I remember seeing that kind of imagery mm. is the people covered in what we now know was asbestos yeah, yeah. on all those people. So it just doesn't need to be done. It wasn't done before then. If there was a building that was destroyed, people weren't covered like that. They might be a little dusty. So do you think, and, I, and so I don't know, but do you think that's because prior to 9-11, we didn't, we didn't, know, have, what we didn't like? know what it would look like? Yeah. like I'm okay with it not being realistic. Got because it. Okay. It's just not imagery I need to see. You don't see. need it. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool with it. I love the scene, but that and it doesn't ruin it, but I just oh. You're you're aware of it. Oh, very. The news is loving you guys. Nobody else is. So now the team is in the Quinjet and boy, you know, we talk a lot about like the three act structure, right? Which typically means there's a conflict with a success mm-hmm. and then following that it turns and they have a downfall. Like holy cow, the team is low here. Yeah, right? uh, he'll ask. How's the team? Everyone's we took a hit. We'll shake it off. Yeah, and the news she's about to deliver isn't going to make them feel better. Mm-hmm. There's been no official call for Banner's arrest, but it's in the air. For now, I'd stay in stealth mode and stay away from here. So, run and hide. Until we can find Ultron, I don't have a lot else to offer. It's all of a sudden, they've gone from, you know, having a... Earth tower. Mightiest Hero? Yeah, having a tower in New York City that's like a symbol to Persona Non Grata, don't be anywhere you can be found. And the team has been beaten soundly in every aspect. People are still shaken from the visions that they saw. Sure. Very clearly, Nat. Weirdly, Nat seems the most shook up. I mean, Thor's like, oh, I didn't like what I saw. And mm-hmm. it almost feels like 
at this point when Joss was writing the script, the studio was like, hey, uh, we need to incorporate the Infinity Stones in this movie. Can you have one of the characters just like, I don't know, go and, and discover some more stuff about the Infinity Stones? Because honestly, when he leaves in a minute, yeah. we could have not seen Thor again. I know your wife would have been sad until he shows How up you? in Avengers Tower later. Sure. And I would have been fine. Listen. Spoiler alert. Well, that's probably going to be the scene that I cut. Listen, this is the reason why, unless you've seen it in release order a thousand times and you want a different experience, do not watch the MCU in the chronology of the MCU order. Nah, by this point, you'd be fine. But again, it's this idea. That scene with the Infinity Stones is clearly building another piece in the MCU tapestry that gets us to this bigger piece. Yeah. It's certainly the biggest acceleration of the like the the mythology of the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest jump in any movie. You know, 100%. why don't we just finish talking about this scene and then we'll move to possibly my second favorite part of the movie. So I really enjoyed that when that we get a confirmation that Thor can create his own lightning. I don't mm-hmm. think that's a spoiler to say. No, no, it happens, yeah. Um, and I enjoy that when he sees the stones, he sees the Tesseract, he sees the scepter, he sees the orb, and then he sees the... Ether. Ether, and they form, and it's almost like the writer's like, and we don't know where the other two come from, don't fucking ask us. Yes. We'll figure it out. But it's enough for all the nerds to go, oh shit, it's the Infinity It's coming, coming. it's coming, that's right. And And obviously, you know, jumping ahead to the end, the end credit scene is just Thanos and the gauntlet. I mean, yeah, so it's, sure. we can it's again reminding you that this is what we're building towards. Right. So let's talk about the farmhouse scene. This is Hawkeye's movie. And again, this is where human garbage pile that is Joss Whedon shines. <laughs> this is so good. Yeah. Even uh, the little bits when Thor, who is clearly uncomfortable here, Steps on the toy and like brushes it under the chair. And then and Cap Steve, just chides him with his face, like, seriously? And Thor's like, what? Like, like unrepentant. Like, like, what? I didn't do anything. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking 100%, about. 100%. Uh, you know who I need more in this movie? Is Mrs. Barton. Oh, my God. Linda Cardellini. She's on life. Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. She, Phenomenal. I'm not telling. Uh, tales out of school, but she is the reason we have for getting Sarah Marshall. She is, is that Sarah, who that's who is that who Sarah broke up Mar- with Jason Siegel? Yep. So it was her apartment that he was sitting naked crying in. I got a surprise for you. Well, <sighs> <laughs> oh, the slapping of his dick on his thighs oh. is so wrong. Um, what, what I love about that is I'm confident in saying every person with a penis has done that. Uh, <laughs> the the Karate Kid. To drum technique move. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, oh, look, it, it makes, yeah. I also just find it hilarious. <laughs> so again, wait, visually, yeah, we're, no one saw that, but we were totally doing we, were, we had hula hoops. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I miss when we're not face-to-face. <laughs> right, because it would just be this part that's of right, me. Yeah, That's right. I also enjoy the fact that the people who wrote Forgetting Star Marshall also wrote The Muppets. And when they announced that, I was like, I'm sorry, you're going to let the people, what? Yes. Hang on. And uh, both are amazing movies. Yep, agree. So yeah, we find out that Clint has a family. And of course, he was right. He doesn't have a girlfriend. He doesn't. He has a wife and at this point, two kids. Two kids, one on the way. One on the way, yep. We don't have to go into the implications of Joss making a character barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. No, we don't need to do that. <laughs> um, my note here in all caps, well, in normal text, great view into Clint, and then all caps, 
can't wait for Hawkeye series because yeah. if we get writing like what is here, yes, please, all day long, cannot wait. So yes. I'm wondering because it seems like Hawkeye's on his own. It feels like they're leaning into the Matt fraction. Sure. Yep. Which is gonna gonna be weird. Like why? So here's my theory. Okay. The events of what happens in Endgame, somebody actually holds Clint accountable. Oh. I th- and I think it is Miss Barton. You think she kicks him out? Oh. And I want that fight scene because Ooh, that'll be Linda Cardellini is such yeah. a good actor. And it'll it'll because they've set it up, it'll mean something. Holy cow, if he gets because so I, I hope love that, that dichotomy. I'm, I'm, I'm of, completely just like, but just the way he's he's got bandages on his face, just like Matt Fractions, yep. Hawkeye. Very human yeah, person. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that's what they Ooh. do. But again, because of The Last Jedi, if that's not what happens, okay, fine. Just sure. give me what you got. Uh, you know, And if I don't like the story, I don't like the story. I, I mean, there's going to have to be a little bit of juggling, right? So the wonderful Haley Steinfeld, who I oh love, Kate Bishop is not his daughter in the comics. And I think they've specifically named her as Kate Bishop. Oh, yeah, she's Kate Bishop, yeah. So I wonder, listen, you could get away with it as... So there's this great little sidebar bit. No one knew about this farm. And Clint explains that Fury helped him set it up off the books. Everything's off the books. To preserve his identity. Like he and Peter Parker are the only two people that actually have and need secret identities in the MCU. Sure. So what if Haley Seinfeld is his daughter, that glimpse we get of the training at the beginning of... Move it along, guys. Yeah, let's let's backtrack for a second. Before they search the files, I like the scene where Clint's on the phone and, you know, Mm. second, third, fourth viewing, he's clearly talking to Laura, Yeah. but he's talking in code. He's like... It's a negative answer to you. Yes, ma'am. People might be listening. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Who's that? Girlfriend. Throwing people off the scent. And the assassin. Though, this was the point when we watched this in the theaters, when we found out he had a family. I'm like, bye-bye, Clint. (laughs) Like, you're (laughs) going to die. Sadly, they made it even worse. They took away, like... And again, the stakes, it means something in In Endgame. Endgame. Because we see, I we get this. I, mo- yeah, I'm. Ench- are you if not had, enchanted by that? His normal human life. If it had just been the scene in in Endgame, it still would have hit. Yeah, sure. But it. I mean, I remember. Easy guys. That's a spoiler. Oh my god, we're gonna spend some time on that scene when we get to that movie. one hundred percent. So clearly, what we didn't mention during the pre-production talk, much like Gal Gadot, uh, Miss Johansson is very pregnant during this movie. Oh, and it is. Very obvious during this Bruce Banner Nat scene where he gets out of the shower. Oh, she she's only shot from here. It's a very flowy robe. She, it just you can kind of see it a little in her face. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, oh yeah, you're super duper pregnant here. So who was she married to at that point? No, no okay, no, you're right. Who cares? Listen, um, listen. More power to you, Colin Jost. He had a shot and he took it, and no. it landed. Gross. Well done. Listen, no. Gross. Uh, who it's was gross. it? Who was busting on him? Was it Seth? My no, it was yes. No, it was Jimmy Fallon and Michael Che. Oh, of course, Michael, Michael che, che was. Michael Che and Colin Jost were on Jimmy Fallon's show, mm-hmm. or it was Seth Meyers, but it was one of them that had a reference point, and the other two were just like, oh, it was half joking, half admiration. Scarlett Johansson was just on SNL. Colin had a shot, and he took it, and they're like. Oh, that's right. They They're met like, because what she the went. hell happened? He's like, oh, I asked her out. Like, yeah, <laughs> boy, we went far afield there. Let's. Oh, let's I don't bring know how back. much that's going to be in there. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, 
She's pregnant in this scene, which makes this scene even worse. And you know Colin and I got into it on our group chat, but dear Joss Whedon, human garbage pile that you are, just because a woman can't have children does not make them a monster. Go fuck your own face. I hate this moment with the passion of a billion sons. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, listen. I walk away from the mic. You're right. The ability to bear children has nothing to do with someone's value as a human being. Yep. I what I think is important here is it is how Natalie views herself, which we're not saying is correct or right. But that is how she views herself. And it's completely out of character for Natalie. No, it's, oh, hard disagree. If we go back to the first Avengers movie, which I'm not sure if you recall, she has some red in her ledger. Mm. In this movie, she won't even attempt the hammer because she already knows what it is. She does not have a positive self-image or a a healthy view of herself. So I think it's entirely consistent. Hard disagree. Okay. All right. We're now in another world city. We're at the at the Eugen Genetics Research Lab in Seoul. Ultron has showed up. He's basically taken Dr. Cho hostage for the regeneration cradle. And uh, interesting, like, oh, I guess he can do that. Takes a scepter and does the Loki trick and mind controls her. Yeah, I mean, it's the mind stone. So yeah. But he's but a, then, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's, But I don't think it has to do with the person dealing it. Okay, sure. I think it's a stone that that is. Just the, the idea job. that he can use a mind stone yeah. yeah, is interesting. And also the fact that how does a robot know how to do that? Is there like an instruction manual well, on listen, the side? He knows Point it, at person's he, chest. He, they knows, will be your he knows everything that happened from before because you know that oh, all okay. the... Yeah. the all right, so footage. now we're back to the farm. So we have... The, this is the Nat and Bruce talk right here. Mm-hmm. Great. My note is great scene. Clearly not yours. Then we get the scene of Steve and Tony talking about their differences what a great setup for, for where Civil we'll go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that shot of like Steve, like clearly frustrated, ripping the it's and it's like, and you get a hot moment of Tony being like, Oh, there's yeah. the dark side. <laughs> I made a mistake. Oh, I, I immediately regret my decision. Tony is saved by Laura Barton. I'm sorry, Mr. Stark. Clint said you wouldn't mind, but our tractor doesn't seem to want to start at all. I thought yeah, maybe okay, you might, okay. but I love at the end just to keep it light. Tony's, don't take from my pile. <laughs> That's right. Um, he goes into the barn, mess around with the tractor, and who comes around the corner but... Do me a favor. Try not to bring it to life. Nick Fury. And Tony's face is that of son of a bitch on all levels. Yeah. Like, son of a bitch, you're alive. Son of a bitch, I knew you weren't dead. Son of a bitch, I knew there was nothing wrong with this tractor. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Fury scolds Tony. You never even hesitated. Look, it's been a really long day, like Eugene O'Neill long. So how's about we skip to the part where you're useful? Look me in the eye and tell me you're going to shut him down. You're not the director of me. I'm not the director of anybody. I'm just an old man who cares very much about you. And I'm the man who killed the Avengers. Now we've got Thor... In London, he meets up with his old pal, Dr. Selvig. We don't need to. We, we can skip. I, we talked about the cave thing before. Okay. We're, yeah, we're that's, good. That's going to happen. It's it's really just, it's going to drive two things. It's going to drive the bigger story. It's going to drive him to do something with the cradle in a minute. Sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, we get a reference to the nexus of the internet in Oslo. Uh, every bite of data flows through there. Fastest access on Earth. Which is not correct, but it's great for this movie. Which sure. Is fine. And it will be a fun little Easter egg for... WandaVision! 
Yes, that's right. That's right. Bruce has realized that Ultron wants to evolve and he makes the connection to Dr. Cho. Has anyone been in contact with Dr. Cho lately? Yep. Um, so Dr. Cho's lab, uh, Ultron destroys the jewel in the scepter, mm-hmm. revealing a yellow stone within it. He places it on the forehead of the body that's forming in the cradle, which us comic book nerds are like, your vision's coming. Vision. Well, I mean, coming. they didn't hide it. They're, they didn't I, hide it. But I, I mean, remember like, the, there was like a publicity shot of vision like coming through. And I was sure. like, holy shit. But even like there with the red and green tissue and mm-hmm. stuff, you're like, yes, it's him. I wonder why they like in Iron Man 1, mm-hmm. originally Iron Man's suit is just the silver. Gr- the gray. Well, the silverish like, gray. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Mark II. Oh, the Mark II. And then the Mark III gets the red, or the gold alloy. Oh, right, right, right. And then it gets the hot rod red. The render is complete. A little ostentatious, don't you think? What was I thinking? You're usually so discreet. But there's never any mention of why Vision is magenta and green, other than in the comics, Vision is magenta and green. Right, right. I think by this point, they were just like, well, you all know he's supposed to be this color. Fuck it. I mean, it's you know, yeah, 100%. The water of sight. Oh, no, you mentioned it earlier. Okay, Thor's vision, yeah. So we see four of the stones, which are the yeah, only yeah. ones that have shown up so far in the MCU. Yep. Mm. Mind, power, reality, space. There's a cool turn here. Okay. When Wanda and Pietro first meet Ultron, she can't read his thoughts. Mm-hmm. He's a robot. But She as can he be- read Vision's thoughts or it, whatever's in the cradle. Yeah, it, it, because Ultron has started the process of essentially uploading his consciousness to the body. Mm-hmm. And in this body... His body is something else. Vision is not a robot. In the comics, he is a synthesoid, a synthetic human. And I thought it was a really cool nod. Like, he's something else. Whatever's in the cradle is going to be something else. It doesn't want to say something like he's dreaming. He's dreaming. I wouldn't call it dreams. It's Ultron's base consciousness. Informational noise. Yeah, now she can get glimpses, and she walks over and touches the cradle, and she gets the vision of... Ultron's extinction event. I love that moment of horror when she's like, How could you? How could I what? You said we would destroy the Avengers, make a better world. It will be better. When everyone is dead. That is not. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. Do you think we're fighting for the bad guys? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. So Wand and Pietro turn on Ultron. Dr. Cho has a moment of clarity, which just happens. Mm -hmm. Maybe he loses his focus. Well, or maybe it was wearing off because he destroyed the scepter. Who knows? Sure. I mean, it happened to, uh, no, Clint only when he gets knocked out. Right. Okay. Hit on the head. So maybe the the, destruction, I, I, I'm okay with it being the the destruction of the, of the scepter. Yeah. So Dr. Cho pauses the upload. Ultron turns and blasts her, doesn't kill her, but then his drones kill the, her staff in the lab and Ultron and the drones leave with the cradle with the body still being formed yep. and his consciousness in the process. They'll understand when they see, they'll understand. I just need a little more time. Cap arrives at the, at the lab, finds the wounded Dr. Cho. She warns him, get the cradle to Tony. Uh, we have a wonderful action sequence in Seoul. A chase sequence, On that bridge yeah. that I have been on. Oh, that, really? That really cool bridge, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I'm going to blank on the name of the river. It's a very, very famous river there. Um, but yeah, I bet I was like, ah, I've been there. Yeah. Uh, and it's cool. It is that like double double decker. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Yangtze, visions. Yangtze, is it the Yangtze River? 
you know how I work. It won't leave my head until I, the Han River. I'm so, oh, you were way off. That. Yeah. Yangtze is in China. The Han River in, in Seoul. Yeah. Fucking racist. How dare you? Right. <laughs> Let's talk about Ultron's energy beams. Okay. Through all of the movie, Blue pulls things towards him. During the first fight, he pulls Tony towards him with oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Orange is his, his repulsor. Yep. His repulsor. During this fight, Ultron uses Blue to push Cap when they're up on top of the oh. thing. It, he goes like this, and Blue comes out, and it knocked Cap off the truck. I did not notice. Yeah, that. I did I, not notice. The I color never rewound it. I'm like, what? somebody pushed the wrong button on their computer. <laughs> All right. Oh, good, good catch there. They've got the cradle, mm-hmm. and uh, Barton's- I'm going in. Cap, can you keep him occupied? <sighs> what do you think I've been doing? Guys, I'm working really hard here. Really I punched hard. a robot. So we get this wonderful sequence. Um, Natalie has, is inside the trailer. She's trying to get the, the cradle up to Clint in the Quinjet. Be ready. I'm sending the package to you. How do you want me to take it? Uh, you might wish you hadn't asked that. The drones have picked up the trailer, and they're flying with it. Mm-hmm. Natalie inside drops it into the back of the Quinjet. Yeah. She gets grabbed by Ultron, even though Clint has the cradle. Captain, you seen Nat? If you have the package, get it to Stark. Go! You have eyes on Nat. Go! And Clint does it, but he's clearly not happy about it. Cap, Wanda, and Pietro are on a train. They're fighting Ultron. Oh, and Ultron. Please, don't do this. It's actually a little heartbreaking. You're like, oh, buddy, it's okay. Yeah. You're an evil murder robot. Yeah. It's really sweet. So the train has jumped the track. It's run away. And we got this great moment of like, boy, we weren't friends five minutes ago, but we have the same goals here right now. And we're trying to stop this, mm-hmm. stop this train and, and protect the civilians. So the three of them work together. And at the end of that, um, as they're all kind of exhausted. I just need to take a minute. I'm very tempted not to give you one. Wanda has this brilliant moment of clarity. that The cradle. Did you get it? Stark will take care of it. He will do anything to make things right. Ultron can't tell the difference between saving the world and destroying it. Where do you think he gets that? And Steve's like, oh shit, you're 100% correct. Do you have that favorite bad movie you can't help but love? Or good movie your friends have never heard of that you demand they all see? Then the Never Heard of It podcast is for you. We're your hosts, Michael Fight and Caleb. And we scour the streaming universe, discovering movies you've likely never heard of and giving them a chance to help you plan your next movie night. Will it be good? Will it be bad? Will it have an animatronic snake coming out of the toilet? The only way to find out is by joining the Never Heard of It podcast each week, wherever you get podcasts. Hello, I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Colin Ryan. And we're here to tell you about the new podcast coming to the Night Shift Radio Network. It's something two white cishet dudes have never covered. Star Trek. But here's the twist. The omnipotent god is actually a malfunctioning robot? No. Well, maybe. But the real twist is we roped our mom into it. That's me. Hi, Hi, Mom. Mom. In the monthly podcast, we will cover all the Trek movies from the motion picture to beyond. Our lifelong love of Trek comes from being introduced to it by our mom at a very young age. But that's a story for the podcast. Look at you, Mom. You're a natural. That's why I'm the Admiral. So join us September 8th for our monthly podcast, 
where no mom has gone before. Available on the Night Shift Radio Network, wherever in subspace you catch your podcasts. Now, which one is the one with the whales? Four. Back at Avengers Tower, Tony, Clint, and Bruce are in the lab. They've got the cradle. Tony does a little bit of, uh, these aren't the droids you're looking for, for Clint. Any chance Natasha might leave you a message outside the internet, old school spy stuff? There's some that second cast. Yeah, I'll find her. I'm a spy! Yeah, 100%. As Clint leaves the lab... I can work on tissue degeneration if you could fry whatever operational system Cho implanted. Yeah, about that. No. You have to trust me. Kind of don't. Our ally, the guy protecting the military's nuclear codes, I found him. Hello, Dr. Vada. Ultron didn't go after Jarvis because he was angry. He attacked him because he was scared of what he can do. So Jarvis went underground. They're going to try and infuse Jarvis into Ultron. We then cut to Nat in the castle. Yep. And, you know, not a whole lot happens during this scene, except that we have Ultron monologuing away. You've wounded me. I give you full marks for that. But, like the men said, what doesn't kill you? And a fist goes through the face of that one, pulls it away, and we have... Just makes me stronger. Ultra Ultron, I guess, is the only... I mean, this is... This is my final form. Nat is genuinely terrified. This isn't like with Loki in the Hulk Mm -hmm. jail. She is literally terrified of what she is seeing. It's really good. Um, And his plan, he's going to wipe the world clean for the new man to rebuild. Now, Tony and Bruce are feverishly working to connect Jarvis in the cradle. Nat is able to get a signal out. Yep. Clint picks up on it, and the rest of the team arrives at the lab. I'm going to say this once. How about nuns? Shut it down. Here's the foreshadowing for what we'll get later with Civil War. That, and we get to see Dr. Banner be very dark. I could choke the life out of you and never change a shade. Jesus. Like, there should have been a moment where everyone looked at Bruce and went, I don't don't think so, because they each... They each had their nightmare moments, and they know who caused it. I I think they're all ready for a little bit of justice at then in, in that moment. It's like I just remember being like, "Good lord, it was dark," but you know it made sense. They fight. They fight. Vision is is born uh, because How- Thor comes slamming down and brings lightning to Milner, slams it down in it. So How- Thor's kind of part of the father of Vision too. How <laughs> awesome is that moment? Because Vision's more, but he literally explodes out of the cradle uh-huh. and does almost like the superhero landing. Like, but like as like a Dracula did the yeah. superhero landing. <laughs> How fucking awesome is that moment? And they scuffle for a minute and then Vision realizes, whoops, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. I love when he goes to Thor. And, I'm sorry. That was odd. And then he looks at Thor and kind of looks up and down and just creates his own cape. Yeah. Like, oh, we wear capes here? <laughs> no, okay, I got it. Yeah, we're doing, oh, we're, capes are back in? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I, was, I love this scene, right? Because they yeah. don't know what Vision is, right? Like, they're on. They're trying to figure it out, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he says, I don't want to kill Ultron. He's unique, and he's in pain. But that pain will roll over the earth, so he must be destroyed. Every form he's built, every trace of his presence on the net. We have to act now. And Vision really rallies them. And how does he rally them, Todd? Maybe I am a monster. I don't think I'd know if I were one. And not what you are, and not what you intended. So there may be no way to make you trust me. But we need to go. He fucking, like, backhand hands Thor Mjolnir. Like, come on, you're gonna need this. Let's go. Thor is like, 
uh, yeah, everything's fine. So there's let's a little tap of it, like that didn't happen. Shut up. So Cap tells everybody, gather your shit. We're leaving in three minutes. During this little montage, um, one thing that was cut is the jacket that is thrown to Wanda mm-hmm. is Nat's. Uh, Later, when they're on Sokovia, yeah, when Nat meets up with them, she goes, "That my jacket." <laughs> I kind of wish I'd been there. Like oh, all funny. this chaos is happening, and that's like I didn't tell you yeah, to borrow you, my clothes. Yeah, you can't. Uh, did you go into my closet? That's rude. Complete violation of trust. That's right. But also, Hawkeye sitting there after getting all his stuff on, looking at the picture of his family, tucks in his thing. Like Hawkeye's going to die. It's uh, in Sokovia. I mean, we we know why the stakes are what they are. I mean, they've been a beautiful job of setting up this conflict. So this final act, which is in my mind, Sokovia is Mm -hmm. just delightful. Oh, but, but also I love it. It's, Pretty much the trinity of the Avengers, Thor, Cap, and Tony. They're standing there talking. No way we all get through this. If even one tin soldier's left standing, we've lost. It's going to be blood on the floor. I got no plans tomorrow night. I could die tonight. That's fine. And it ends with, you know. Iron Man's the one he's waiting for. Yeah, Vision. That's true. He hates you the most. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Paul Bettany, I feel like that's a skill. The ability to be funny and and 100% straight at the oh, same time. So good. Like, he really nails it. Bettany's so good in everything. He, did you see Uncle Frank? No, I need to. Is it good? Oh, it's so good. I, you know what it was? It looked heavy. I was like, oh, every time old, I looked at it, oh, I wasn't ready. Heavy. Yeah, okay. It's But it's really, 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 really good. Yeah. And especially, like, seeing what he does as Vision and seeing what he does as Frank, you're just like, Jesus, is there anything you can't, can't do? do? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. How do we go through Sokovia? This is an action-packed finale. Let's just cover Ultron's ultimate plan for yeah, Sokovia. Let's do that. Yep. Then we'll do moments we sure, love. Sure. So Ultron's ultimate plan is he has taken all this vibranium from Claw's safe hold because originally he went there for just a vial of it. Yep. For his he body. See, yep. He sees a de- definitely a looter's mentality kicks in. Yep. He has built this giant rod mm-hmm. that's holding this massive piece of stone because earlier when the twins are with Ultron. Ultron's like, you know this church is in the exact center of the city. The elders decreed it so that everyone could be equally close to God. Well, that doesn't really make any sense if you live right next to the church or closer than the person who lives on the outskirts, but okay. Gosh, it's almost like organized religion doesn't really make sense. Uh, <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> because we don't want to get canceled. All right. Nothing wrong with talking about <laughs> disliking organized religion. Religion's fine. Organized religion, not so great. They put pretty much like repulsors are yeah. on this. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're lifting up the center of the city. Probably like, what? Ten square minutes. It's one of those like planet killers. But like how big is it? Just Oh, it's I'd say it's like ten square miles. Yeah, it's like Hoboken. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 man, I, Manhattan. Well, you know, Manhattan except round. Than, yeah. 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 Hoboken made more sense because oh, okay. it's 10 square sure. miles. Right. That's fine. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm thinking like island. But yeah, yeah you, it's not an island. You're right. It, it pulls up this mm-hmm. massive chunk. And the higher it gets, the more damage it's going to do. But he's really envisioning an extinction-level event. Uh-huh. And he, he references that to Wanda and Pietro earlier. Like, there were a dozen extinction-level events. Even the dinosaurs got one. Like, hey, mm-hmm. this is just what happens. Yep. Like, it's, it's our time. It's mankind's time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, during the farm scene, Fury... Meets with all the Avengers, and uh, you know, there's another reference to uh, Cap doesn't like uh, bad language. Out with the platinum bastard. Steve doesn't like that kind of talk. You know what, Romanov? And then uh, he's like, Mind if I bomb Ms. Hill? She's all yours, apparently. 
What are you gonna do? I don't know. Something dramatic, I hope. Oh, I missed that, yes. So during yes. this evacuation, when the town is being lifted, all of a sudden we hear Furion comms. I'm glad you like the view, Romanoff. It's about to get better. And a helicarrier with the theme from Avengers, excellent callback, Yep. pops up. Pulled her out of mothballs with a couple of old friends. She's dusty, but she'll do. Fury, you son of a bitch. Oh, you kiss your mother with that mouth? And well, to Fury, my mother died. <laughs> Asshole, you've read my file. <laughs> How great was though? Who's who's one of the skeleton crew manning the helicarrier? Well, the guy from Winter Soldier that doesn't want to do the the code. I love that that guy came back. That's awesome. And I love that he's still a nervous wreck. Number six boat is topped and locked, or uh, or stock top. It. It's uh, full of people. A drone will blast its way into the control room, and, and he, he just... flips the fuck out. And Hill's like, okay, hang on, I'll shoot it. Yeah. There you go. I just put 12 rounds into it. Yeah, it's fine. Yes, totally she fine. did. She totally did. That's what's happening there. Wanda and Clint are together. Clint gives this really funny uh, pep talk, yeah. question mark. Are you up for this? Look, I just need to know, because the city is flying. Okay, look, the city is flying. We're fighting an army of robots. And I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. I love the button of that, though, which is that idea that, like, and he's saying, it doesn't matter what you did, what you were. You go out there, you fight, and you fight to kill. Stay in here, you're good. I'll send your brother to come find you. But if you step out that door, you are an Avenger. I feel like this is, like, a version of the speech he gave Nat when he saved her. Like, hey, you want to keep being a Russian spy and killing people the way you do? That's great. However, if you come with me, we can help you. That's right. Yeah. It's that uh, even his little button on the thing, right as he gets up, he's like, I get felt, I felt like that and a, and a, the moment in a second. I know the moment in a second uh, when he's got the, he's Nobody like. Nobody would know. Nobody. And the last I saw him, an Ultron was sitting on him. I, yeah, I'll be missed. That quick little bastard. I miss him already. That's Jeremy Renner ad-libbing. 100%. I feel yeah. like the. Um, like, good I know talk. that for a fact, but yeah. they, okay, good talk. That yeah. felt very Jeremy Renner, too. Yeah, yeah. Thor and Ultra Ultron are going at it. Yep. Uh, looks like Thor drops Milner. I am Thor, son of Odin, and as long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? And it's the old, I'm distracting you, you big turd blossom. Vision fucking clobbers him. And he hands it to him. It's terribly well balanced. Well, if there's too much weight, you lose power on the swing. Tony has figured out that, unfortunately, they've got an option, and it's not The great. vibranium core's got a magnetic field. That's what's keeping the rock together. Oh, by the way, we should mention, there's no longer Jarvis. There is Friday. Yes. Right, which is fun. But um, Tony and Friday have figured out... If it drops... Right now, the impact will kill thousands. Once it gets high enough... Global extinction. Tony has a shitty option. I can supercharge the spire from below. Running numbers. A heat seal could work with enough power. Thor, I got a plan. We're out of time. They're coming for the core. Rody, get the rest of the people on board that carrier. On it. Avengers, time to work for a living. Basically, they're going to do like the Malachi crunch and vaporize it. The pieces will fall to her harmlessly. But, oh, by the way... That'll keep it from impacting the surface if you guys can get clear. Cap. I asked for a solution, not an escape plan. Cap interprets it as, no, like... You're gonna have to make a choice. Cap, these people are going nowhere. If Stark finds a way to blow this rock... Not till everyone's safe. Everyone up here versus everyone down there, there's no math there. I'm not leaving this rock with one civilian on it. 
I didn't say we should leave. There's worse ways to go. And that's the moment of like, oh yeah, it's a good death. And Natalie- Where else am I gonna get a view like this? It's like, oh God. It's bittersweet. She is 100% ready to do like the stand of the 300 at the Thermopylae, mm-hmm. right? Like, no, 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 we'll die here and the rest of the world will live. Kept's like, okay, all right, fine. And then we get, of course, Nick Fury showing up. I also really enjoy the beginning of this when they get Pietro to try and start getting people out ahead of it. Yeah. I love when he runs into the uh, the police station and he's like, We're under attack! Clear the city! Now! He runs out, comes back in with a gun. Get off your asses. Later, as the cops have formed like a defensive line against the drones, mm-hmm. and one of them yells, don't like hold your fire or something. And Pietro runs through and one of them grazes him <laughs> and he stops. He's like, Come on, man. If if PG-13 movies allowed F-bombs, that's, that's what where it, it would have been. Yep. It would have been going, you fucker. Yep. <laughs> oh, that was a pretty good uh, Sokovian accent there. We'll get into the Sokovian accent in the next movie. Okay. But I have a theory. All right. Um, they're getting everybody free. They got the last people on the boat. And, oh, who who's crying for their kid? The fucking blonde woman from the yeah. beginning. Of the, I'm like, did you see that one job? She cries. Sweden? That's her job. She cries. I just love Hawkeye's. All right. (laughs) Goddamn kids. But at this point, I'm going, no, no, Hawker, don't go over there. You're going to die. But it's perfectly consistent with the the pep talk he gave in in the little tavern with Wanda, right? He's like, look, this is ridiculous. I got a bow and arrow. These killer robots. He goes, but I'm going to go out there because it's my job. And it's Mm -hmm. that exact same view. He's like, okay, I'm on the lift, but I can't go because there's somebody there and that's my job to save them. So I'm going. So what what's shooting the gun? Is it one of the Ultron it's a, bots? It's an Ultron bot. It's not a it's not a human. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it it fires at Clint. Everything goes slow mo. Clint sees it, steals himself. Well, I'm gonna die right now, and turns to shield the kid. Right when he turns, all of a sudden there's this whoosh of air. He realizes he hasn't been shot. He looks up. There's a car in his way now. Turns around, and there's. Swiss cheese, Quicksilver. He didn't see that coming. It just falls over down. And then Wanda goes dark. So again, the benefit of watching this now after the whole thing. Yeah. uh, How awesome was the... uh, You took everything from me. This is a smaller scale, but it's... Oh, this line is much... uh, You know what? When we do Endgame, I'll explain why that line is good, but... Done better in something else. The Wanda, if you stay here, you'll die. I just did. Do you know how it felt? Rips she the, literally the... rips his heart out. <laughs> it felt like that. That's <laughs> fucking oh, awesome. Jesus Christ. Uh, Hulk has jumped into the Quinjet. Uh, the, so all the shitting I've been doing on on the Quippy um, Ultron, mm-hmm. holy shit, James Spader's. Oh, for God's sake. That's on par with Puny God. It's so right? good. Yeah. Because it's just like, I just I just want to get away. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Look, I'm just going to shoot you guys a little bit. That's it. I'll, I'll kill you another day now. Let's finish that storyline. Yeah. So that happens. Hulk is in the Quinjet. At the end of everything, Nat gets on the radio. Yep. Hey, big guy. We did it. The job's finished. Now I need you to turn this bird around, okay? We can't track you in stealth mode. So help me out. I need you. He turns it off, and he's just kind of floating in the upper atmosphere, not in space yet. Mm-hmm. But then it feels like it's going to space, and he is Space Hulk. Oh. 
And he's just sitting there looking out the window like, yep. It, it's sad. I mean, that's... Yeah, but, it's super sad, but so beautiful at the same time. Like, it is because they did such a great job. Like, I don't doubt their relationship at all through this oh, movie. Oh, I don't give a shit about that point. Oh, I just think... It, I, it, it How is do the, you not feel that connection between the two of them? They because I feel more chemistry. of a connection to the Hulk is at peace. Not Banner. Mm. The Hulk is at peace in that moment. Okay. It's the first time we see the sure, Hulk sure. just... Which sitting. was a nice contrast to when the people of Johannesburg saw him as a mm-hmm. monster. That, listen, that's a great contrast. It, it, it's also leading us to what we're going to get in a later movie. That's a great reason why. Because that's actually, in my mind, that's one of the weak spots of the movie is, like, why does Hulk do that? So one of the key things that came out in that scene at the Bartons between Bruce and Nat was that, like, they realized they're on opposite sides of this issue. From Bruce's perspective... They can never have a normal life. They can never have children. He can never do that. And Natalie's like, I couldn't have kids before. I can have a life with you. But he's like, no, no, no. I can't in- invest emotionally. Mm-hmm. So if it was Bruce doing that, I could see it. That was one question for me. But you're right. Hulk saw how people saw him in Johannesburg. Yeah. And he's tired of that. Yep. Dude, it's even better when you view it that way. How do you not I, love I this do movie? Love, wait a minute. I love parts of this movie. <sighs> I don't have a Marvel boner like you do. Well, I, my boner is impressive. All oh right. Boy. So that was fucking awkward. In the not for me, it wasn't. Okay. Oh, by the way, during the battle, Vision has sealed off Ultron. He yeah. cannot beam out. Like the shell he's in is what he has. Uh for he's you Battlestar Galactica fans, this is pretty much there's no resurrection ship for the Cylons. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I love this little end cap with Vision and Ultron. It's not even Ultron. It's a, it's back to an Ultron bot. It, well, it's no. an Ultron bot, isn't it? No, because the fight in the church when Vision and he are like literally grabbed each other, it's the same Ultron. Oh, is it? Because at that moment, Vision did the old, <clears throat> and Ultron said it. You shut me out. That shell that he's in, he can't go anywhere. Oh, right. Because right, what right. happens is, remember, Hulk beat the crap out of him. That's what's... <laughs> That's battle that's damage I mean. Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. That's Hulk damage Ultron. But that little scene, like, they just oh, yeah, have yeah. such different worldviews. You're afraid of you. Of death. You're the last one. You were supposed to be the last. Stark asked for a savior and settled for a slave. I suppose we are both disappointments. <laughs> I suppose we are. Humans are odd. They think... Order and chaos are somehow opposites and try to control what won't be. But there is grace in their failings. I think you missed that. They're doomed. Yes. But a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. It's a privilege to be among them. You're unbearably naive. Well, I was born yesterday. And of course, Ultron lunges at vision and we get... I mean, technically, we don't see the body. That is my question. Well, I think that body was destroyed. Yes. But is Ultron really dead? He is because if you wanted to bring him back, you could say that Vision, you know, took pity on him and removed the blocks. But it was very clear. Ultron says, you've cut me off. And then Ultron, and then Vision says, you know, he can't escape. He's there. So, or, or Hollywood's obsession with the dark web being more malicious than it actually is. He had a he, he hit himself on, on the dark web. The same way that uh, after the Bifrost is destroyed, Odin used his dark magic to <laughs> suddenly it's just like uh, dark web, dark magic. Dark it's magic, all the same thing. Blah blah blah. Science, science, science. 
Clint returns home. We end up at Avengers. Oh, you've got a question about Clint? Go ahead. No, 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 no. It's about Avengers. The Avengers campus in Do you in hope that it's Syracuse? I mean, like, why not us? We're, no, because We're well-positioned I-90 and I-81. Like, we're a perfect location sure. for it. But it says it's, upstate. So we're, it's like Poughkeepsie? Or it's true upstate, because look at a fucking map. Uh, it's like the Adirondacks. <laughs> it's right next to Enchanted Forest Water Safari. That's just for the Syracuse crowd. I, You're welcome. Yeah. Um, so I think you mean upstate New York crowd. <laughs> well, that's very true. <laughs> Anyone who lives in the you know Tri City area, yeah. you, you know Enchanted Forest Water Safari with the fun never stops. You can't say it without doing it. Fury goes to Nat. One of our tech boys flagged this. Splashed down in the Banda Sea. Could be the Quinjet. But with Stark stealth tech, we still can't track the damn thing. Probably jumped out and swam to Fiji. He'll send a postcard. Wish she were here. Because we've seen future movies, we know it's not the Quinjet. Is that just Joss leaving a seed and then them being like, no, no. Uh, y- y- yes. I'm not saying I, it's lazy writing. No, no, I'm just no. wondering if it's just yeah, like. Uh, yes, I think so. I don't think. It's not setting something up for later. I don't later. think anyone could have imagined Ragnarok. <laughs> Except for Taika Waititi. <laughs> Except for Taika Waititi, right? So, yeah. So, I, so, I'm sure they knew that they wanted to go do World War Hulk, right? Or Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk. World War Hulk is a very different Sorry. story. Oh, that's one where he has, like, his tribe. It's where he Hulk destroys links. the entire world yeah. and becomes um, not Mephisto? No, it's the deep. Mm, something something like that. Okay. He's got the big, huge beard and, and yeah. Oh, um, Mas- Maestro. Maestro. Yeah, yeah. Maestro? Um, okay. Listen, maybe they had a clue. But, yeah, I think that's just, we need some plausible thread to connect. And who knows? That could have been a piece of the Quinjet damaged in battle, right, or, or whatever. So then we have this fun scene. You know, of course, the Trinity are going <sighs> to be talking shit to each other. The rules have changed. We're dealing with something new. Well, the vision's artificial intelligence. A machine. So it doesn't count. No, it's not like a person lifting the hammer. Right. Different rules for us. Nice guy. Artificial. Thank you. He can wield the hammer. He can keep the mind still. You know, usually Steve and Tony are not on the same page, although they clearly have affection for each other. Mm-hmm. But, you, but it's a rare moment where they're working together. But if you put the hammer in an elevator, it would still go up. Elevator's not worthy. I'm going to miss these little talks of ours. Well, not if you don't leave. I have no choice. Because I have Thor 3 to make. <laughs> That's right. Thor does make the point that... The Mind Stone is the fourth of the Infinity Stones to show up in the last few years. It's not a coincidence. Someone has been playing an intricate game and has made pawns of us. And once all these pieces are in position... Triple Yahtzee? You think you could find out what's coming? I do. Besides this one, it's safe with the vision. And these days, safe is in short supply. I don't think we could even take it from him if we wanted to, because actually, Vision references Thanos. Like Thanos is coming, like, and we have to stand against him. I can't remember where that is. It's definitely towards the end. I can't remember if it's before the final battle. It must. It must be. It must be. But but Vision references Thanos. I don't think he calls him Thanos by anything. Someone has been playing an intricate game and has made pawns of us. I don't think we've heard the word Thanos outside uh, of Guardians uh, okay. at this point. That's possible. Steve and Nat. Want to keep staring at the wall or do you want to go to work? I mean, it's a pretty interesting wall. I thought you and Tony were still gazing into each other's eyes. Become work husband and wife again. 100%. Do you know the trivia of this moment? No. Who do we have in this scene? Go ahead. We have War Machine, Vision, Falcon and Wanda. We were supposed to also have Mr. Spitterman. No kidding. And Captain Marvel. (gasps) 
No shit. In fact, Wanda's coming down because she hadn't used that power yet. Uh-huh. But then, like, well, I guess she's got this power to flight now. Sure. Was supposed to be, be Carol. Kept, oh, and no if you kidding. look at, if you go back and watch that, very clearly there are spots there for the two of them. No they just kidding. couldn't get the they rights together in time. time. No kidding. Well, it worked. So they get what is a brilliant tease. So Cap announces, you know, center screen. Avengers. Credits. And movie. movie. But then but wait. we have an end credit scene. Now, because these serve as like chapter points, mm-hmm. we get one end credit scene. We right. don't get two. We do not get two in this one. We get one. And it's it's a good one. Except that they still haven't figured out how to animate Thanos, right? It looks so bad yeah. compared to the amazing work that they do in Infinity War sure, and Endgame. Sure, sure. This, I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, we get them for, th- what, five seconds? It's better than it was in Guardians. Better Guardians Guardian. is definitely the low, oh, well. Better than the first Avengers. Well, that was better an actual person. Yeah. Wait, that yeah, wasn't a CGI? It's a real person. With pro- with, like with prosthetics, prosthetics on, yeah. No kidding. Uh, it's the guy that is. Uh, yep. He's, yeah, I remember when we did it. Uh, I, oh, I don't know about that. But I remember when we did that movie, we identified yeah, he's, the guy. Yeah, yeah. He, but, he's a black man. He's mm-hmm. a large black man. Yes, he is. Yeah. A great little nod to the nerds that noticed it. In Odin's vault, yep. it is a right-handed. Right. Yes. And in this, he reaches, and very clearly, it's left-handed. Thanos puts on the gauntlet and says, Fine. I'll do it myself. And that's movie. Yeah. Dude, so Todd, I'm telling you, this movie was even better on the rewatch for me. I cannot believe you're still. I'm lukewarm on this oh, movie. Okay, well let's let's get some details. All right, all right. Hey Todd, uh, yes. who is your favorite? Character? Well, I mean, it's Captain America. Why would you even oh, ask that question? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I mean, listen, continuing to build his role as the leader of the team. Tony says it tongue in cheek, but it's real. He's I'm not the boss. He's, he's the, the boss. He's in yeah. charge. Yeah. Uh, for How about you? I'm going to say it's it's not Wanda. She's not there yet. She's great. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, Elizabeth Olsen's fantastic. I'm going to give it to... Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it to Clint. Yeah. For oh, the farmhouse yeah, yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so good. It's the best work Jeremy Renner does. Well, great segue, Casey. What is the best scene? I don't know if it's that one, but that's certainly one of the best. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's the whole, the, the whole farmhouse sequence, but for... Nat and Bruce. Nat and Bruce. Okay. But that's not the scene I would cut. Okay. <laughs> so here's my problem. You could point to just about anything. In this. There's nothing in this movie I don't love. I love the I love the Barton residence. Mm-hmm. I love the opening scene because of the stakes it's set. I love the the end battle. I mean, I mean, even the fight inside the claws. Yeah. Uh, throw a rock, you're hitting my favorite scene. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. But is there anything? You would cut. You know, I'll be honest with you. And I think, I, I'm sure I've noticed this this movie and a number of other movies. I wonder if this happens to you. On a casual view of the movie, I've thought like, oh, I, that didn't exactly make sense. But, you know, I watched the movie when we we're preparing for the podcast. 
you know, with a more critical lens. Mm-hmm. And the sequence of Thor's actions made more sense on a closer rewatch. If you'd asked me a week ago. Yeah, you like, why like, the fuck is he in a cave yeah, in the water? Exactly. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I, I really think this movie holds up. I think it's really solid. I, there's nothing I would cut. I would cut the Thor. Uh, you would cut those water, scenes, yeah. the, uh, the the cleavage, the landing on the yeah. And I was no going to say, yeah. special a special compensation yeah. that's always going to go. Yeah, yeah. There's in, no it, there's no reason if for in it. any movie in the future that we do. Somebody's face lands in somebody's boobs yeah. or crotch. The, <laughs> the worst part is Whedon is more clever than that. The the very next line, don't turn green. Okay. That's funny. It doesn't need the setup of the boob. If you wanted to create sexual tension, have her pull him down and they're awkwardly like right in front yes. in front of each other's faces and like oh, uh, we're gonna kiss. Uh, uh, don't no, turn no, green. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, that yeah. would have been so much better than uh, it, f- it, f- face full of boobs. It's hacky and he is not a hack. He may be a rotten well, human being. He's well. not a hack. <laughs> I don't know why he used the same joke twice well. and both times it didn't land for me. So Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I hear you. I hear you. Casey, who is the actor having the most fun? Oh, you want to say it on three? Yeah. One, two, two three. James, James Spader. Spader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really. He's totally, he's I mean, having the best time. I mean, and, you know, we can't say, oh, well, he had to wear the mocap. He chose to. Yeah. He was just hired to be the but, voice. He's like, I want to do the, so no, he's having the best time. 100%. And again, like, I don't know what I expected for Ultron, but now I can't imagine anyone other than him as Ultron. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So, Casey, if you recall from the top of the episode, this movie has an IMDb rating of a 7.3. What do you say? Seven. You're saying worse than that. Yeah, it's a seven. No, nine. Nine. Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the words of Christian Bale. Oh, good for you. Dad's breakdown. If you have a kid that enjoys superhero movies, mm-hmm. they're probably going to enjoy this because it's a superhero movie. Start to finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I can say because my bean does, does not, not enjoy superhero that's movies. That's a problem. But, yeah, but a for problem. a handful of them. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, you know, where there's violence, it's very much comic book violence. It's laser blasts. It's not bullets. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the exception of Pietro, right? But, you know, there's danger to the v- civilians, but it's that kind of like. But again, it's it's apologizing danger. for disaster porn in yeah. earlier movies. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is re- this is really the fun point where Hollywood goes right. Okay, God, civilian lives matter. Sorry, let's sure. uh, let's fix that. They they can set up tension with the situation without like put even the kid who's in danger. It's not like there's a dr- there's a drone standing over him ready to blast him. Mm-hmm. It's that well, he's not on the ship, and we know what's going to happen to the city. So. Yeah, the kid, I never feared for his life. I feared for Clint. Yeah. All right, so now we are. So, uh, yeah, it's for a very important time of. And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's helmet. All right. Well, Casey. Oh, no, you're picking. Oh, my picking? Picked, uh, yeah, oh, that's right. right. I guess I, I <laughs> yeah. picked, like, most of the season. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'm just drawing. Just drawing, not uh, looking. Just keep grabbing. Yeah, there you go. And jo- what about Joseph? Like pulling right off the top. What kind of a what kind of a psychopath am I raising here? Whoa. Okay. I I have mean, a- what do you got? Okay. Now we do the, the little like glance. Like is it short or long? What's oh, it's got some words to it. It's not DCU. It's not MCU. 
right. Oh, no. I am 95%. Oh, no. I know what this one is. Think Sky High, but a shittier movie. Oh, is it Zoom? Zoom. Academy of Superheroes, I believe, starring Tim Allen. Yeah, we we got three episodes in, and we're back to shitty movies. Yeah, it's Tim Allen and... Ryan Whitney, Kate Mara. Oh, that's that's who I... Yeah. So this 2006 film, Film? Zoom... Film? uh, Subtitle. um, So it's it's on IMDb as Zoom, but I know I've seen it as Academy of Superheroes as well. Mm hmm Uh... Comes out, oh, Courtney Cox, Chevy Ooh. Chase. Ooh. Those must be way down. Those must be like special. Spencer Breslin. Is that the kid from Two and a Half Men? No. No. Wait. Is that the kid from the, what's the Bruce Willis movie where he grows up to be? The kid. The kid. Yes. He's from the kid. In oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can deal with him. Oh, Cat in the Hat. Yeah. He's oh. the son. Yeah. Kate Mara. Rip Torn. We love me some Rip Torn. No. And a lot okay. of other people that we don't know. Okay. All right. So, uh, would you like to make a? Oh, oh yeah. Let's. Yeah. I'm gonna say this is like in a three. You're not four off. It's a four point four. <laughs> how, how long is it? It is uh, one hour and twenty three minutes. That's not too bad. Ka ching. Ching. All right. Well, why don't we uh, watch that oh, trailer? Look like ordinary kids. Give it here, howdy doo. She's so cute and adorable. I love that outfit. Just trying to live ordinary lives. Freak. Perhaps you'd like to finish Newton's equation? But what makes them different? We've been tracking an object that seems to be moving towards our planet. I'm reactivating the Zenith program. We'll make them heroes. Do you have any idea what you're doing here or why? You're gonna save the world. We're superheroes. Let's get this party started. From Revolution Studios, they may be undercover. They may be underage. Cindy, what are you wearing? I'm a princess. You're not a princess. Scatter. Cindy, nice toss. Why don't you get a juice box and a Rice Krispie treat? But never underestimate them. Tucker! Yes! I like her. We face an imminent threat. Concussion, he's part of the team. And he's coming back. They're going to save our world. Yeah! As long as they're home in time for dinner. Hello, may I take your order, please? Tim Allen. Now we're a team. We're a family. Exactly what part of him is it? Zoom. Tucker, put the cow back. Sorry. I don't feel good about any part of what we just watched. So there is a movie called Zoom. And we're going to watch it next time. We're going to watch next time. At least it's short. Uh, it is yes. It could be much, much worse. So I guess we've got that going for us. Question yeah. mark. All right. Yay. Yay. All right. All right. So, um, Todd, that was a movie. That was a 
That was a movie. That was a movie that yeah. we just watched. Oh, that we just watched. Uh, hey, Todd, where yeah. can you be found on social media? Yes, yes. Uh, Twitter, Instagram with the handle at TMP and SYR. Blog, TMP and SYR.com. Hey, Casey, where can people find you on said interwebs? Twitter, I am not Ryan Casey. Instagram, not dot Ryan Casey. You can also find the podcast on Twitter at TSPHC Tweets. Instagram at superpod HeroCast. There's also an email for the podcast in case you want to write us a long form. In- I gotta figure out a better yeah, word. I don't, yeah, I don't just yeah. That's, uh, in case you want to write us that way, uh, and that is superpodherocast at gmail.com because only Cap writes letters. Tony. Also, please rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Sure, but rate us with five stars. If you don't mind. I mean, if you don't mind. Music for our podcast comes to us from a couple of places. The theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Find his music at silvermansound.com. And you know, Todd, we can't do this alone. Thank you to Night Shift Radio for hosting us for our second full season with you guys. Yes, yes. Uh, it has been a blast being part of this. We just ended our giveaway for Shang-Chi tickets, but we don't know who won them yet. So thank you again yeah. for, for coming to us, Michael and Caleb, and being like, you want to join our party? 100%. And you know, if you if you like our kind of uh, geeky fun, go check out the other shows at the Night Shift Radio Network. There's a lot of cool stuff there. You've referenced Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. There's Setcon 1, yeah. It is on my list. I'm going to watch that series. And when I, I do, I will be listening to the <laughs> uh, to the watch-along Setcon uh Setcon 1. Set Condition 1. Set Condition 1, yeah. yeah. So, um, But there's a, a, a number of other cool podcast there so go check them out there's also a, a new podcast in the network <gasps> there well, is something called where no mom has gone before it's... by the time this episode comes out our second episode will be out star trek the wrath of god <laughs> um we are going through my brother myself and our mother are going through <laughs> all of the star trek movies from the motion picture to star trek beyond and uh we're having a lot of fun recording them uh <laughs> We'll peep behind the curtain. You'll get this much later, but uh, we have to re-record Generations, and oh, anyone who oh. is a Star Trek fan knows how much of a labor that's going to be. <laughs> so, that'll do it for the Superpod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic, And I've been your moderator, Danny Ryan. Be, be heroic. heroic. It's so easy when we're in person. So easy. Did I ever tell you about, uh, maybe we can put this in the outtakes. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about when um, Kelsey, Dan, Danny, and I went to go see um, Jim Gaffigan at the no. fair? And he's, we're there, and that starts happening. Yeah. And he goes to tell a joke, and it happens, and he stops. Goes to tell a joke, it happens, and he stops. He literally goes, uh, and it happens again. He goes, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious, because Gaffigan. It works clean, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I mean, with all that power, he just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll go in the I mean, he just is a just just a rather very interesting system. Just another rather very intelligent, uh, rather very intelligent system. Something like, like that. that. Yeah. Um, Ultron is like this blue globe, and uh, no, vice vis- versa. Vision is this yellow. Vision is orange. Ultron's blue. We don't have vision yet. Jarvis?
No, Jarvis is orange. Vision is blue. These two globes and uh, these like Jarvis is orange. Ultron is blue. It's a fucking shit. <laughs> okay. okay, third time. Third time. So we have the have these two globes. Mm-hmm. Two, you say? Yes. What colors are they? You motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Vision. Nope. <laughs> Ultron is orange. No? Nope. Hey, kids, welcome to the outtakes. <laughs> so we have these two globes yes. uh, before we see Dummy creating the... Uh, uh, what will be the proto Ultron? Yep. Ultron is a like a blue globe, and Vision is like an orange globe. And the blue, I said Vision, didn't I? And Jar- <laughs> we know that you mean Jarvis. All right. And Jarvis is. I don't know how much of that you heard, but it's like the fifth attempt. We're just going to go with it. <laughs> nope, we're not. Okay. New York's hottest nightclub has everything: midget fighting, yeah. Dan Cortez, <laughs> whole farmhouse. Yeah. The phone. Fo- yeah. It's late.